mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the End Times Continue recording on this, the 10th of January, or not the 10th, I'm sorry, it's the 8th of January. Yeah. The 8th. Not, hold on, Dean. Well, it's hold on, don't get too ahead of yourself. It's only the beginning of the year. Kissing away. It's 6-10, and I saw the 10, and I always look right there just to get the, I'm sorry, I fucked up. It's the 8th. We're recording on the 8th. Yes. Uh, uh, I already said the thing. Oh man, I threw myself off now. I'm Dino, and you are, uh, and I am Ace, and we are joined by a very special guest this week. Uh, Bloody Revolutions, also commonly referred to as BR. Uh, BR, why don't you uh, introduce yourself and uh, tell people who you are? Well, hello there. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Um, so I'm pro- I'm a weird case. I am a Brit who fled the island to come to the states because I'm a gun rights centric anarchist, which. It, that's that's a whole mess but uh <laughs> so I, i've been uh, i've been over here for a few years now primarily kind of promoting um non-compliance culture and generally kicking up a fuss when people want to bootlick and also uh advocate for second amendment and all that kind of stuff so uh yeah been having some fun stirring that up been on multiple podcasts uh hosted multiple podcasts done the instagram thing primarily and also lurked on twitter a bit because uh, a lot of you guys are pretty cool but uh <laughs> yeah just trying to you know kick the culture in the balls a little bit and uh maybe get it to a a more originalist kind of place yeah oh yeah <laughs> well yeah no uh, thank you so much for coming on because uh, um people who are kind of familiar with like dean and i have pr- they've probably seen you on twitter there's a good chance of that yeah uh, and you know you're always like whenever you do post about something you are i i've always respected this about you you're always so committed on the main goal like you i rarely like i, I don't think i've ever seen you get like distracted about something you're like no this state is the enemy and that's what this is and that you know it is what it is that's uh, well likewise man right back at you that's why i've always been a big fan of yours why we've had you on on our shows mm-hmm. a bunch of times it's there's so much to get bogged down in there's so much that comes up yeah. that's divide and conquer and it's like dude I'm I'm trying to be the canary in the coal mine. I come from <laughs> right. I, I come from 1984 land. You know, <laughs> you guys aren't that far behind. And it's like, why the fuck are we arguing about cultural nonsense? Like we were yeah. we were united on issues, and then cultural shit divides us. And a lot of right. people will say like, oh, well, without culture, what do we have? It's like. Dude, <laughs> if you well, let's that. let's focus on the state first, and then we can t- tackle yeah. uh, that su- that stuff. Because, it, like, if, if you're not to- if you're not going towards liberty, like, sure, you can say uh, culture is important, but if you're not actually going towards liberty in the first place, then I don't really care about your culture. To be quite honest, yeah. it's well, not a culture <laughs> that I want to be a part of. Yeah, well, and especially if we're all just subjugating ourselves to win, quote unquote, the culture war. Right. It's like we're <laughs> defeating ourselves. Actually, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck all of that noise. I'm I'm trying to stick to the main objective, which is genocide proofing society. Yeah. Whatever that, whatever society looks like. I'd We're going to cut it out that clip, and it'll just be you. The main goal is genocide. The main goal is genocide. genocide. Yeah. Like, Jesus, I, I'm not I'm not sure about this guy, but yeah. <laughs> no, no. I I yeah. I, I come from a culture where we can't like women 
can't carry so much as tasers or pepper spray to protect mm-hmm. themselves. And yeah, so that that is a very a goal yeah. that is near and dear to my heart to to make it so that you know an armed and polite society is the expectation, not the not the goal. And it, right. it seems, seems right. like the obvious one, but hey ho, here yeah. we are. I've uh, I I. I've heard you use that phrase a couple of times, genocide proofing, and I'm, uh, I'm, I, I think, I think we all kind of understand what you're referring to there and what you're talking about. But what does that look like um, so, to you? Sure. Um, no. So genocide proofing is it's like a it's a pretty abrasive term that I've I think I stole from the T Rex arms guys for anyone who's familiar. But I like it because genocide proofing, of course, whenever we talk about you know. 2A absolutism, Second Amendment absolutism, or gun rights absolutism, whatever you want to call it. Um, we're talk- we, we always hark back to these pictures of, you know, the genocide of the natives by uh, American forces or the yeah. Holocaust or whatever you want to, you know, all sorts of genocides all over the world where people were first disarmed and then coaxed into, you know, into camps, into re-education camps, into train cars, whatever it might be. They were done away with because they were soft targets. And there is a real risk of people just, you know, obviously we, we all know you give up a little bit of liberty temporarily, it's gone forever and all that kind of thing. Right. But sure. Like once you become a soft target, as I kind of grew up in a, a very soft target society um, in, in Britain, you see what happens when a culture just completely loses any semblance of a yeah. a warrior mentality when it's it's not expected that you're in charge of your own safety and when you yes. when you outsource that to other people who also might be the ones putting you in the box cars right like when you're pleading with the boot to protect you that is a very fucking bad place to be so this this is what i infuriates me about like liberals uh, modern liberals the most i think i think it is their position on guns like there's a lot of things to be annoyed at by liberals but i truly think the most destructive thing they believe in truly is gun disarmament yes um it is I, like and this is always the thing right the, there is no such thing as gun control there's either gun decentralization or gun centralization those yep. are the real two choices you have uh, because the people who are going to be taking the guns to control the guns are going to have a monopoly on them. And that is the end result. Yeah, they won't be. They're exempted every time. Every time one of these. Uh, every time one of these pieces of legislation uh, that's going to limit people's access to firearms or limit their access to certain times of kinds of firearms or to uh, certain firearm accessories. Anytime that legislation comes across, there's always the carve out for cops, for the military, yeah. for for right. for the the. For the boot, superior citizens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh-huh. They get the carve out, and everyone else is left trying to trying to pick up where they can. I mean, we just got uh, we're getting this pistol brace ruling soon. That's supposed to come yeah. out this mm-hmm. month, um, right. <laughs> which is uh, uh, that's f- weird and frightening in itself. There are millions of people with pistol braces on on uh, on their pistols, AR pistols, or whatever it may be. <laughs> No anymore, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, they're, they're, out. yeah, they are. They are all stocks now. Yeah, yeah. Felons overnight. Um, and yeah. it, it's a. It is a. It, it's. It's disturbing. And 
as per usual, there's the carve out. The carve out's there right. for you know police. Well, of course, and, yeah. Whenever you talk to someone about gun control, it's like, okay, who is going to be t- taking the guns? It's like, oh, it's going to be people with guns taking the guns. So it, it's it's just a, it's a foolish uh, you know uh, idea yeah. in the first place. But it really yeah. is. And that's one of the things I saw somebody the other day commenting, or it was it was not the other day; it was a while back. But uh, when when this pistol brace thing kind of got up and running in earnest, uh, uh, what was it? A couple of months ago, really, that people started hammering on it. Uh, a few months ago, at least. The uh, the, <clears throat> the there was there were people who were saying like, uh, stop stop posting pictures of these pistol braces. And they were commenting on people's pictures of their firearms. And everybody kind of decided we don't say that anymore. Yeah. Like, like we don't, we don't, we don't say the word pistol brace. As far as it, the ATF can't identify a pistol brace. We can't either. So as far as all this is yeah. concerned, everything's a stock. <laughs> oh yeah. And that, that's what, that's been a big thing that I've been trying to push. I, so for the, the longest time I've been doing this and been known as bloody revolutions or BR, cause it's been many iterations now of bands and all that kind of thing. But the present one on Instagram, br uh, br.v.anarch, I've kind of been welcomed more into the gun culture than ever before. And so a lot, and that's because of being on uh, on the Art and War podcast, where that, that's got like a big reach oh, yeah. to, re- to, to regular gun guys, which has been great because mm-hmm. we kind of drop a little bit of non-compliance thinking. And all of a sudden, like that is a a crazy thing to law abiding gun owners who for the longest time have been licking the right. boot to no success. They're trying to get to the center of the, you know, the Tootsie Pop or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> all that's inside is, uh, you guessed it, boot polish. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and for all of this thin blue line flag waving mm. and all of this loyalty, they have been rewarded with a fuck you. You know, if the, <laughs> if the Democrats don't grab your guns, the Republicans will. Yeah, more <laughs> more regulations, more people turned into felons, more uh, like the 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 NRA, for example. This this pissed a lot of people off. Their comment section's been great the last couple of days. Uh, oh, I love it. <laughs> the NRA posted that as if as if they had somehow had a win in the fifth circuit when the fifth circuit decided to uh to knock down the um uh the the bump stock rule yep um <laughs> which by the way creates a circuit split that uh, people are saying the bump stock rule is dead it's not there's a circuit split right now and and the only way that gets resolved is by the supreme court so so the 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 they are not legal quote unquote yet um <laughs> But anyway, it's incredible how the, it's incredible how the NRA just like stands on like these uh just tries to jump in front of a parade and act like they're leading it. They're like, yes, oh, exactly. Exactly. I, I just at this point, I just do not. I, I mean, just out of the circles that I'm in, I kind of kind of keep up with the gun laws and legislation. But for the most part, I just don't. If they're like, oh, new rule, I'm like, whatever, dude. Like, yeah, I I'm not gonna play the game anymore. I. Yeah. Really, I have to like pay attention to my news feed to know if something in my closet is going to be outlawed, you know, yes. tomorrow or the next month or what. It's like it's fucking silliness. So I, I agree with you, but I've seen a lot of people being wrong about that, and that that can be dangerous, especially if you have people who are, um, if you have people who have certain restrictions on what they can and can't own. Uh, uh, people who are maybe their parolees, maybe their you know, whatever, and and they see on Twitter, hey, these things are legal again, um, and they decide they're going to go pick one up. 
No, they might. They're they're not actually legal yet, and you're probably yeah. if you're in a position where you're restricted from owning things like that and stuff like that, you're you are going to jail. You're, you're, <laughs> oh, this isn't going to be. Yeah, it's not going to go well for you. Um, but that's the thing is it's ridiculous anyway that they can just make those rules though. Like it, it's ridiculous that they can just make people into felons in the way that they do. It yeah, blows me away. I'll never get tired of seeing, uh, like, if you're, like, driving down the road and you see on the car ahead of you a bumper sticker that says Molon Labe and then uh, the thin blue line sticker <laughs> right next to it, it is uh, peak hilarity. It is. Don't tread on me. Support the yeah. back the blue. You're like, all right. right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who are God. we telling to not tread on us? Right. Right. Yeah. Who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, of course, that's, you know, that, that's something all this time to... Yeah. To draw that comparison, but fortunately, I think we're getting to a point where enough people are starting to realize, like, it, I, I don't know what the fuck is in the minds of people who are still trending right these days, because it's, mm-hmm. like, you've got to feel like a laughingstock, surely, when you look at your right. representatives who, who just have these kind of catchphrases that sound good and then do absolutely nothing, like, I mean... Again, I don't keep up with the politics anymore, but we just had the whole uh, the whole speaker thing where they <laughs> like, like I, I know I know the, the big announcement was that they're they're repealing or taking back funding for the eighty seven thousand new IRS agents. It's like, dude, you just announced like we just announced that was happening, and now we're walking it back and then treating it like a victory. It's right, yeah. yeah. Like you step on someone's neck and then you take the boot off. You're like, oh look what this great thing we did. Like, yeah, congratulate yeah. us, everyone. Everyone praised us for you know. Not like, doing this horrible thing anymore. Yeah, you you want to impress us? Maybe say that horrible word abolish. But <laughs> yeah, right. No, that's a no no word in government. That doesn't oh, happen. Yeah. No, no, it's no. it's only only build up more. And same thing with the gun the gun situation. Like everyone's hoping that they're gonna if they just vote hard enough, they're gonna get the guy who actually abolishes the NFA and all of that kind of abolishes the. <laughs> right. Like absolutely yeah. fucking not. Like, Anarchism yeah. is unrealistic. That's why we need to vote in people to do what we want. That what what to do what we want them to do. Right. That's, oh, that's the real way forward. That's how right? it works. That's that's how we get things done. It's the 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 the. I I I can't agree with you more. The the idea that I I don't understand people who are putting their weight behind politicians generally, be they right or left. Frankly, with if if they care about firearms you see this on the left sometimes too you see um these sort of uh communists or anarcho-communists who are you know for real uh under no pretext type of people and and they will also then support a mainstream liberal or or whatever if they because they feel it's necessary for whatever stupid thing they think they're doing um it's a it's it's the mirror image happening on the right as well it's it's a bunch of people who are hardcore 2a you know whatever and they they then turn around and support politicians who are going to turn on them there's not it's not even a question it's a a common meme uh in like our circles but you know there's um carl marx was more pro-gun than ronald reagan like exactly more i'll Uh, agree with that kind of well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he wanted to use them for like probably the wrong reasons. He wanted people to be armed for the wrong reasons. Uh, but he he was very much a under no pretext should the the proletariat be disarmed. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I I have been enjoying the uh, the schism between like hardcore ancoms and stuff and liberals, where mm-hmm. you see like you know if you go far enough left, you get your guns back and stuff. And but then you also have. <laughs> 
you also have these like syndicalists and ancoms quote unquote yeah. who who say like oh well i'm voting for harm reduction as you were saying and it's like right it's always exactly. like intermediate it's such a group. and and the yeah. people on the right the single issue voters who are voting for the the republican because he is apparently pro second amendment it's like you guys you guys are the mirror image of each other you're, yeah. You're yeah, voting exactly. for arm reduction yeah. and then guess what absolutely nothing is changing because you're outsourcing the responsibility to you know to the popularity contest you're not doing anything to to further that cause of genocide proofing yeah. uh in your community yeah. you're just you, you have a rifle a prop in your closet and you take pictures of it and you say hey we need to keep these you, you don't show any kind of like working in a you know trying to have a civilian fire team or something you have no idea how to do like you know bounding and maneuvering and all that kind of thing as a group you just have something that you take out you know three times a year mag dump into trash and then take pictures for you to further your political cause, be it left or right. And no, no I, functional <laughs> knowledge. No functional knowledge of how this tool that you're so proud of and that you and in in some of those cases, the the kind of LARPy cases, they spend a fucking lot of money on them too. And it's like you you don't know how it functions. You don't know how to use the thing, and you mm-hmm. don't even really know what it's for. I mean, in a but, in a in a deep in, a, in on a, on like a deeper level, you don't you don't really get it. Um, and that's, that, that is, I've noticed that as well. There's a, there's a, a a great propensity to LARP and I don't have, this is the thing. I enjoy the fun and memeiness of like nods and shit like that. Like I, 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 I enjoy that, that like, I almost ironic tactical shit. I dig it. It's fun, but also like those things have uses and you should probably know those uses. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, over the last few years, as, as things have gotten a little bit scarier in the 20s and a little bit more real for people, more people have gone out and got a gun. But it's like, OK, how many how many magazines do you have for that? Because you're going to yeah. fuck up and eventually break your magazines if you actually run that thing long enough or if there's a band and stuff. So, like, you know, someone might have three magazines and 100 rounds and call, and, and an AR-15, hopefully. <laughs> and call that their, their, their arsenal, you know, and, and they, they take it out for pictures and stuff. But they're not thinking as kind of w- with a prepper mindset, with a with a long term like realistic mindset about having it beyond more of a a prop. And and libertarians are very guilty of this as well. I, oh yes, oh yeah. As much as Republicans, because they they probably just crossed over from being a Republican with an AR to being a yeah right libertarian or whatever. And it's still a prop. You know, you're not actually going out there and building community. You're sitting there like, oh well, if, if someone comes to take my stuff, they get shot. It's like okay. exactly unless it's, unless you're wearing a badge, of course. Then it's like oh well, you know, well obviously not. Yeah, they don't have to be okay with it. I remember. <laughs> um, um, that reminds me. I remember years ago. This was, I think this was like 10, 11 years ago at this point. Um, Larkin Rose, who is an um, he's an anarchist. Um, he uh, Rose. yeah, mm-hmm. Larkin Rose is great. Um, he wrote this piece uh, years ago about, and it was titled "When Should You Shoot a Cop?" <laughs> and I remember, I remember this was when he first like broke out past like anarchist circles, and Republicans found out who Larkin Rose was. And I remember all these conservatives like lost their shit and like, it was like an Armageddon uh, type event when for them reading this article, uh, <laughs> Glenn Beck covered it on his show. Uh, and it was, it was just wild. Uh, you know, it just like the, the, the whole conservative contradiction of, Oh yeah. 
uh, you know, our guns are to defend ourselves from the government. But if the government comes and says, oh, please hand over your guns, I'm a police officer. Like, yes, oh, sir. Okay, sir. Yes, officer. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for protecting me. Well, this is the thing. Uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite cases that very few people know about the case of Andrew Coffey, the fourth. Um, yeah. This guy, this this is a Andrew Coffey, the fourth did nothing fucking wrong. Um, yeah. He was he he was in his home. Uh, he had a firearm near him. I believe he was sleeping on the couch. Uh, he had a firearm near him on the couch and he, uh, the, the cops burst in the door and, uh, began yelling and screaming and pointing guns around. So he pulled out his gun and he fucking fired on him and, uh, and they took him in and he was charged with, I believe it was attempted murder or murder. I can't remember which, but, um, he was acquitted on the basis of self-defense. Um, that's great. Yeah, it's one, the, it's one of my favorite cases. Do what? One of my favorite cases, it might be the same one. There was a, a case of a guy, I think in Texas, who rolled out of bed with a, a Draco AK pistol and <laughs> uh, took, took on some cops who didn't announce themselves. Oh my and God, he, yes. He wasted a couple of them and, <laughs> and, and, and survived somehow. And uh, and it went to court and it was self-defense because it's like, yeah, someone busted into my house with guns, like fucking yelling and screaming. I killed them. Mm-hmm. Turned out they were, wearing right. a, they were wearing a costume. Like, how, how the fuck am I supposed to know? Dude? Right, yeah. It's fucking dark. I just woke up and someone's shooting at me or someone's got a gun in my face. Yeah, I'm, I'm firing on them. There's no there's no uh, yeah. no two ways about it. Um, well, you, yeah, you guys must have heard about the amendment to the, I think, state of Indiana castle doctrine recently. Yes. Where they, where they involved uh, state employees, a.k.a., you know, law enforcement or whatever, breaking yes. into your house and you were able to stand your ground if they're not meant to be there. And I'm like, and, and all the cops are freaking out like they're putting bounties on our heads. It's yeah. Like, yeah. The cops. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> Those cops are like, oh, some guy's going to try to shoot a cop and get away with it. I'm like, hmm, what is that like? I yeah. wonder what that's yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. That like shooting so people scary. and getting away with it? Wow! Yeah. What a strange what a, uh, what a strange sort of turn of events that would be if you just shot yeah, someone and got away with it. Imagine. I know, right? <laughs> Imagine. Uh, but I know, like it's it's definitely a strange time for all of this sort of thing because it's very fucky right now. The cops who have you know psyoped themselves into believing there's a war on police when they've been waging a <laughs> war on civilians for like you know time immemorial, but uh, they're getting to a point where the they're getting a little bit afraid, and uh, in in my role on on war, kind of talking to more regular gun people who might have friends who are LEOs or might actually be cops or former cops. There's been more and more points where they try and justify, you know, all their kind of resistance to all the hatred, and and, and I'm like, dude, you really they, these guys consider this, themselves gun guys, but they completely miss like the fact that they're the boot like they're yeah. all about like protecting right. rights and shit but they just have this complete cognitive dissonance where they don't realize like guys it's not democrats or republicans or whoever coming to take your guns it's not going to be guys in fucking business suits who collect you know a couple hundred grand a year plus uh you know all, all of the insider trading money it's it's gonna be police taking guns. Yep, you, yeah. you, you guys and, are the attack dogs. And, and, and it's actively and any cop who, and they all say, "Well, no, so, you know, at least a few cops will stand down." It's like, okay, then they'll be replaced by cops who do their job. Yeah, there's always a more loyal yeah. dog. And right, I, exactly. I, I think we're gonna have an interview coming up where we've got some SWAT guys who we've had on before, and I'm pretty sure. And anyone who knows, I, I won't say by name, but anyone who has an idea of who I'm talking about. 
they want to come back oh. on. And I'm like, well, the conversation is inevitably going to turn to, uh, yeah. so <laughs> what are you guys going to do when the order inevitably comes? Because yeah. uh-huh. this, this is something a lot of people can't get their minds around when, uh, when we start talking kind of anti-government stuff. So many gun guys are already on that track. They, they'll never call themselves yeah. anarchists because, you know, they have respect for the institution, the office, blah, blah, blah. But they see, like, they get the point of anarchism, but they're, they're afraid of that word. And it's right. like, okay, well, what if the order comes? Oh, well, like you said, enough of us will say no, blah, blah. We'll shut that shit down. And that's the, that's, the, that's the question is, what do you guys do? What do you guys do the day after the pistol brace rule comes out and you guys get orders to assist an ATF raid? What are you guys doing that day? Right. Well, the the worst thing is, it's like you guys already assist ATF raids, like, right? Right? Like like local SWAT teams commonly, like you know, DEA or or ATF or whatever. In the in the minds of these SWAT guys, if it's a DEA raid, then it's you know no fucking problem. Like these yeah. are just some these are these are drug salesmen. I th- I think as a SWAT officer, this is a horrible thing. So I'm quite happy to kick in a door and flashbang some babies and all the rest of it. You know, like no no fucking problem, sir. Yes, sir. I'll click my boots together. But but no, if it's a well, and, and then there's, there's the other thing. If it's a bunch of you know drug dealers who also have illegal machine guns, oh fuck yeah, those are bad guys. But you know what happens when it's some moonshiners, some good old boys up right. in the mountain? Exactly. Some illegal machine guns. Like, is are you violating like, their constitutional rights now, or are they still bad guys because it's an illegal substance? Right. Right. That is and such then, a good point. Uh, <laughs> because, like, they, like I, they always talk as if they're these moral, upstanding uh, citizens who will stand up to what they see as tyranny. But it's like, am I really going to listen to a person uh, lecture about how morally virtuous they are and how much they're going to stand up to tyranny when they actively arrest uh, uh, people for having a, a plant in their pocket? Yeah. Like, yeah. Are, are these the people who I'm supposed to believe are going to be the, you know, they're going to, you know, just say no when the order comes in that they have to, you know, bust down some door, but some guy has an illegal uh, pistol brace or some shit. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, no, you, I, I, yeah, I I'm trust that. Confident. Yeah, I'm very confident that the majority of these people just want to get paid and they're going to rationalize it in any way they can to like not harm their paycheck. A hundred percent. And I've, I've talked to, unfortunately, plenty of cops out here who just end up kind of brushing shoulders with us in, in our shooting circles and stuff. Like, it'll just come out. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a cop down at blah, blah, blah. And like, ah, fuck, OK, I got to <laughs> I got to I got to watch my mouth a little bit. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I've got to start giving hand adjust. signals to the other. <laughs> you can start giving hand signals to the other anarchist, letting him know there's a cop. You have to adjust yeah, yeah, yeah. your social <laughs> barometer for what you're allowed yeah. to say in front of these guys. The, yeah, one, and, one of the things, though, that to, to your point, to your point about there always being a more loyal dog. I was, I was told a story by a guy and I'm going to be very, very, very vague here. <laughs> I was told a story by a guy who at one time was in the employ of a law enforcement agency, an undefined, indeterminate law enforcement agency, um, wherein they were told at times by uh, one of the individuals in charge of this agency that they were to, uh, that they were to break the legs of people in the, uh, in the jail. And uh, they did so. Generally, unquestioningly, and actually, this is one of the reasons that he left uh, a law enforcement agency uh, that he was at of of undetermined and undefined, no name on this law enforcement agency. It doesn't exist as far as anyone is concerned. 
Um, because I'm, I'm I really don't want to get anybody in trouble. <laughs> but this is this happened, and he uh, he left because it was too damn much. But this is the there is always that le- level of loyalty there because it and it and it is internally enforced because everybody there knows that the day you get in a shootout the day you have to pull your gun the day anything goes down are you going to be protected by your off your fellow officers of whatever stripe you happen to be and uh or i mean here's the thing they either won't protect you or they'll put one in your back because you're not on the fucking team this is a this is well documented this happens all the goddamn time I just had the uh, that California cop who got uh, wasted for what was it? Uh, he was he was getting on about some fellow officers in like I think a rape accusations or something, and then they were doing riot training, and he ended up like fucked up. Yeah, like, they literally beat him to death. Yeah, it happens all the time. So so yes, you're you're to 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 we, you cannot fool yourself. And these some the cops themselves may fool themselves into thinking that they're not fucking lapdogs, but. The culture inside of policing is to be lapdogs for authority. Like, that's what they do. And it doesn't matter who gets hurt in the process. Right. Well, yeah, the, and- the, the cops are not there to protect you. They're to protect the state. That is why they exist. Uh, any protection of the, the average citizen is only an incidental protection. Yeah. Uh, it is only there. The only time the state will actually protect you is if the state has an interest in protecting you uh, at that current moment in time. And that that's it. Like, it, it's not like any conservative or any person who just believes that, yeah, the cop's job is to protect you. One, that's not legally true. Uh, <laughs> it is not like like uh, they, they have no obligation to protect you in the first place uh, to actually render aid. Um, and yeah, they they and certainly, you know, even ostensibly, they certainly don't. Uh, yeah. Oh, that is that is legally true. They the police have no obligation to render police services to any individual. They're uh, they and they are they are immune from liability if they fail to render police services to any individual. Um, that is that is absolutely legally true. Yeah, and at the same time, like uh... <laughs> excuse me. Oh fuck! What was I gonna say? I completely lost track of what I was gonna say. Fuck. Um, well, well, let me ask you a question. You, you <laughs> were um, you were you were talking about sort of. I, I really like this term, genocide proofing society. In your in your conception, what does that require? It's. I mean, we have to get to a point. Kind of the the colonials were onto something when they came over here, you know, and they kind of mustered up irregular forces from just you know. It, it was common to practice. Uh, from from ancient times to practice for your bow on Sunday, you know your your bow and your sword on Sunday. And when the the original American colonists came over here, they continued that tradition. They had muskets in their you know on their ranches and stuff, and in their property. And it was regular to just be a rifleman as well as a, a farmer or whatever. And it just has to it has to become a regular thing again for able bodied people to just be like, yeah, this is a responsibility of mine because as you guys were just saying, you know, there is no obligation on the state's behalf to protect you. And commonly they, they won't fucking bother. They won't do a good enough job or you'll call them for help and they'll come and fucking put a hole yeah, in they'll you come instead. kill you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so ultimately you're on your own. That is the, the really cold, hard truth that a lot of people are afraid to, to mm-hmm. realize both, you know, conservative and liberal, 
they they think someone out there has a it's more their job than their own to to protect mm-hmm. people and it's like absolutely not like the scary truth is even with all of this pageantry of government and and security theater you are in charge of protecting yourself whether that's you know on your person in your day to day or from stopping your society turning into some dystopian nightmare you know and that's why genocide proof and you know you if if you want to be a capable polite armed society it needs to be a regular thing to again use rifles as more than props but mm-hmm. to actually be a visibly armed populace to have a regular culture not just this yeah. we're in a we're in an era now where it's i would say it's better than the 90s militia kind of period where that was all viewed as kind of just anger and resentment from Waco and Ruby Ridge kind of bubbling up people right. being like you know the, the end times are coming nowadays i feel like it's almost kind of mellowed even though it's gotten more serious and more widespread and you know social media has really helped uh grow that culture but at, at the same time a lot of people like you know from all over the political spectrum are like no one's coming to help i can't trust authorities to come and help and if we're not actually capable if if these are just props then we're fucked if it ever comes down to a, right. a serious point where we have to use them like if if you ask the average social media stars and bars you know conservative gun guy to to run a course with a couple dudes and fire and maneuver and no one you know stands up and gets shot in the back while they're they're trying to move 200 meters you know shooting live fire uh most of them are gonna fuck that up or, yep. or make some kind of awful mistake or just a, a dog's dinner of it and that's true of I, I would say most of the shooting community like it's been absolutely gutted from what it once was in this country where it was perfectly reasonable that a group of americans could get together and be a capable you know not professional uh infantry unit but you could make some semblance of a of a squad a fire team out of a, a group of neighbors you know right that, you're right that is what genocide proofing is i yeah a, and really if we're going to weather this weird transition wherever whenever it comes from you know a majority state controlled society to a majority individual controlled society it needs to get to a point where it's just the expectation that people can handle themselves. They don't need to outsource yeah. that to people. And that the regular household isn't a soft target. Right. Right. Yeah. There, there's, to your point, and, I, and I've, I, I think I've, you know, thinking about the loss of that pseudo-martial culture that used to exist in the United States. Um, and I, I, it's an interesting thing because the the United States was designed originally, and and this is something I've spoken about before. But the United States was designed originally such that there would be no standing army ever. Yep. Um, there was uh, supposed to be, and this is why the Second Amendment is worded the way that it is. If you look at the Virginia Declaration of Rights uh, under the Articles of Confederation, uh, the that was kind of the model for the second amendment and, and other declarations of rights as well had very, very, very similar passages from all the colonies. Um, but there was not supposed to be a standing army. It was supposed to be a citizen militia that defended the shores. It was supposed to be a citizen militia that defended, uh, the colonies. And, and later under the articles of confederation, the, the nation as a whole was supposed to be defended by citizen militias. Um, yeah. 
and we lost that and and people have people talk about what well, we still have the militia it's the national guard and all this stuff but that's not <laughs> definitionally that's not no definitionally yeah. the national guard was taken over by the executive branch the national guard is part of the the uh armed forces serving under the executive branch the national guard is not citizen militia it, yeah, it, no. it, it, if it ever was it hasn't been since uh when was that act passed 19 1960 something like that um it, it hasn't been it, it's it, we lost that the idea of the yeah. citizen militia went away and I don't know how they did it, but slowly the government co-opted that idea and turned it into, well, there is no such thing as a citizen militia. We have standing militaries. And that's uh, the, the you know, militia is just short for military as, as far as we're concerned. And we have one already. So we don't uh, need right. a, a citizen militia. I Yeah. I also think that this is might be one of the cases. And, and to piggyback off of your point, BR, I think this might be one of the cases. And I, I've thought about this for a while. I think this might be one of the main reasons why anarchism is as unpopular with a lot of people as it is because it's essentially saying when you get down to it it's essentially saying there is no institution in society that is going to save you ultimately yes, yes. Uh, everyone walks around with this idea that there is uh you know the, the you know there's uh, sure there's political disagreements and there's battles going on domestically but ultimately the people who represent me are going to have my best interest at heart and they're going to do it for me they're <laughs> I, I, you know, my interests are being outsourced to these people and they're ultimately going to take care of it and i don't have to do anything i can just sit here i don't have to do anything and anarchism under anarchism there's no one to protect you you're on your own uh, and you know they, they act as if that's any different than now <laughs> That's why conservatives really hate that because it, they like to think of themselves as these mighty individualists uh-huh. when ultimately there is still always that kind of social welfare idea with defense, with everything, all sorts of responsibilities. Right. They like to think of the, themselves as responsible individuals. And it's like, you're not. You, you're just as much socialist as the people that you call, you know, the yeah. left and all that. Right, yep. exactly. Like, like if, if we were actually, if, you know, all of them were actually constitutionalists when talking about um, the Second Amendment and stuff, they wouldn't be going out and kind of doing this ritualistic, you know, hey, I have my gun, so I'm free. They would actually be talking about, well, the military is what enabled, you know, our little, if you could call it a night watchman state, because it wasn't the second the Whiskey Rebellion happened. But, exactly. you know, the, the, the little minicus society that, uh-huh. that was imagined up turned into the most powerful empire on the face of the earth. But right. <laughs> we're wearing the trappings and window dressing of a, a revolutionary country. Like, if, if they were truly constitutionalists or, you know, uh, anti-federalists, they would be all about the citizen militias being professional enough that they could replace the military. That, right. Because they that were originally, the ideal. that's exactly right, because they were originally meant to be the only military. There was, yeah, yeah, there right. was, there was never supposed to be a standing army ever. And, and, and they, as soon as, as soon as that principle was lost, uh, a lot was lost culturally. Yeah. Yeah. They, they love to tout the line, you know, a rifle behind every blade of grass, but it's like, <laughs> like that's, that's all well and good. But when your ideal of that is that we have, you know, this massive overbearing military that's going off and conquering satellite states for the empire, like that is, that is very far gone. And, and now that we have the war on terror coming home, and I think there is a, we're starting to see that split between people who are still licking the boot and who just fucking 
don't understand what's happening mm-hmm. and and also just the absolutely lost republicans and conservatives going like oh i'm a terrorist now <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly official documents are calling yeah. me a terrorist for what i like to do on my weekends like yeah exactly oh, it, it, yeah <laughs> yeah now they get it after you know they've supported that happening to other people in the past you know labeling other people domestically as terrorists and now it's happening to them and they get it which you know i'm glad they get it now but it's, it's a shame that it had to take this for them to get it you know what i mean yeah, like they, they were all on board when it was targeting people who wore uh, who wore turbans and you know, right. like yes. r- read a different holy book. But now uh-huh. that it's like, hey, these guys are wa- waving Gadsden flags and and Betsy Ross flags. Like these yeah. guys are revolutionaries. Like we we gotta right. we gotta keep an eye on them and bug their phones and their their internet usage yeah. and all that kind of thing. Like, exactly. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was wow. wondering if only someone could have warned you about this. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And, and that's that's been the really interesting thing with how that message is taken because a lot of people will tell me like you know i really appreciate your points i'm i'm not an anarchist i all of that stuff i have some disagreements Mm -hmm. but you know what it does make a lot of sense because and then that's the weird thing like i will never shy away from the term anarchist or putting black black flags on everything right because ultimately the consistency i'm very comfortable with as i'm sure you you two aren't averse to you know it's uh Meanwhile, so many people really try and cling to those fuzzy, feel-good ideals of like, well, I still believe in this lofty idea. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, it was lost so long ago, and it was yeah. a fine. It was a fine experiment. It was a brave experiment. People were mowed down with you know fifty cal musket balls and, and cannon shot to to make this thing happen. But unfortunately, yeah. like it was co-opted by a bunch of a bunch of rich fucks immediately <laughs> after the fact and, and they and they spun the whole thing up into a an empire and now and, yeah you're, you're, you're sitting here like fighting over scraps they left you that don't do anything for you like it's it's really time to get a little bit more consistent and yeah. you know you can you can call your ideals whatever you want you don't have to call yourself an anarchist you don't have to call right. yourself a libertarian but like please recognize that you're being exploited <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good point too, because um, oftentimes when I get into arguments with people, like minarchists specifically, like conservative minarchist types, right? Bless their hearts. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, I, oftentimes when they're, they'll critique anarchy and when they're doing so, they'll critique anarchy given like the worst possible scenario scenario <laughs> that can arise from anarchism. Yet when they talk about their own system, they're talking about their ideal scenario. So they're, they're critiquing our, uh, you know, possible dystopian scenario from their ideal scenario. It's like, okay, if you're going to use your ideal scenario, then I get to use mine. Uh, <laughs> or we both have to use our dystopian scenarios and I'll still take mine. Yeah, no, right. so- exactly. Mine's still better. Mine at, my, mine at its worst is better than yours at its worst. Yes. And so if we're going to compare them at their worst, let's do that. I win. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I will take decentralized warlords over centralized warlords yes. any day of the week. Exactly. Yes. The, the fact that that's insane to people yeah. is insane to me. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. And, you know, my, my favorite way to couch anarchy is, look, um, if you really want to just dispel with this, um, you, you don't even have to look at the state as an actually unique entity. The state is just a warlord, and we're already in anarchy most of our lives. And genuinely the only time we're not is when we're interacting with this warlord so the very idea that well there could be warlords in anarchy yes you're right we're living it uh, there's one right now and you're defending it so thank you thank you for making your your stand clear 
that's why I love you, Ace. Like <laughs> genuinely, genuinely, that that is the thing that you have to that you have to really brutally hammer home. And that's again why why I stick to the the label Anarchist, you know, and the and the Black Flag stuff is like, you know, you guys can live in whatever fairy tale you want, and I'm I'm hoping that you get some some peace out of it. But ultimately, the truth mm-hmm. of the matter is the modern goal of a lot of conservatives since the whole 2020 thing and the the scarcity issues with food and the the general encroach of of you know the federal government and all of that and even state governments is that most people want to fucking get away from centralized power and it's like okay you guys can tiptoe around the solution as much as you want ultimately even without the labels and the trappings of it we are still talking about the same solutions of homesteading and building community and yep. focusing local and all of that and and you know trying to trying to overcome centralized power with uh decentralized technology like mm-hmm. 3D printing and, yes. and all the rest of it it's like we are talking about the same solutions i just you know i choose to be consistent and to call things what it is yeah th- that's upsetting to people and some people will try and explain away why there is still hope for you know outsourcing various responsibilities to other mm-hmm. people because they're not imaginative enough to right. figure out a world where you know there the, the boot <laughs> doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. and I, I could go I could go on and on forever. I'm not going to about like uh, people's <laughs> hypocrisy uh, of like anarchism. But one of my favorites is that they're, whenever they talk about anarchism, they're like, oh, there'd be all these you know. Um, you know, private defense agencies, and you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't want to outsource my safety to them. They might have bad interests for me. And it's like you are defending the cops. Yeah, <laughs> you were like just moments ago. I watched you defend the police. <laughs> what are you talking about right now? I, I love, I love all of that discussion, and it's funny as well because there's so many different solutions to that problem. Like I have right. really kind of fallen out of a lot of the generalized uh end cap arguments for things sure. like yes like, yeah. because i find it is a little bit weak to tell people like oh well it would just be you know the thing right. that the state does would just be a privatized corporation and that is a, honestly a pretty dissatisfactory yeah. answer for a lot of I, people because yeah it, when we're talking about decentralization like we have had just as much a boot on our throats and the state has made satellites of, of corporations and used them mm-hmm. to get around like the constitutionality or the legality or whatever yeah. uh, of the government putting its boot on your neck and they're just like, ah, we're just going to get our, our rent cops to do it for you, whichever I, way that looks. Yeah. I think ANCAPs have a lot have problems with like really bad optics and aesthetics a lot, where it's like, the, the core of your foundation you can, you can like rework not, not rework as in change, but like uh, rework isn't changing your optics a little that would make this much more presentable to people. If you uh, de- if you described sometimes... it a little differently, if you were a little yeah. less frankly, if if people, especially anarcho capitalists, which which I haven't called myself in a very long time, but um, I still identify with those guys a lot. And and the 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 worst thing they do is go all in on the sort of Ayn Randian sort of objectivist yeah. angle. Which, while These part of the philosophy, are, you know, all good people, right, right, just, you know, <laughs> which while while that's while that sort of objectivism stuff is part of the philosophy, and I get it, and, and agree with uh, chunks of objectivism. I, I don't agree with it in, in whole cloth, but chunks of it I think are good. Um, people don't know what you fucking mean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like 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 yeah. normal fucking people who aren't autists sitting there reading Ayn Rand and like and and breaking down the the differences and and similarities between Ayn Rand, Milton Friedman, and Murray Rothbard. Like like you these guys, 
no one else outside of the people who do that know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Also, uh, Beard, to jump off your point about like the uh, ANCAP thing too, right? Because I, I feel like my, and I, this has probably changed for me over time, because I, I, years ago I might have traditionally made the more ANCAP argument. Yeah, um, me too. Nowadays, I, I find myself doing like, yes, your fears of this corporation potentially fucking you over in anarchy <laughs> is absolutely valid. 100%. Um, the problem is it's happening right now. Yeah. And you're yes. defending the status quo. So I don't want to hear about you claiming this hypothetical reality could go bad when you're defending the status what quo. What you're describing uh, as I'm the worst that. outcome, what you're describing yeah. as the worst outcome from my position is also describing the current outcome from your position but worse yeah but worse due to incentive problems so right. it's obvious right yeah. it, it, it's ah i just thought you know br you mentioned 3d printing <laughs> you knew i was gonna do this um so the the 3d printed firearm community i'm very very proud of the 3d printed firearm community i love them oh, very oh, yeah. much um they're incredible the tech is i i think the tech is getting there i i, I don't think it's accessible enough yet um, to be considered fully it. decentralized gun ownership and, and creation. Um, but it's absolutely getting there and I love it. And I'm, I print guns. I'm I, proudly. Um, what, what do you think of, I guess the, the sort of 3d printed gun community generally and their approach to the gun control issue. Do you think the debate is over approach is a good approach? Cause I do, but I know many people disagree with me. No, I, I think it's uh, I think it's an important point to hammer home. Like I really think the three D printed firearm community has brought it to a point where they are I would you know I would just to pull a number out of my ass I would say ten to fifteen years ahead of the curve because it's we see it every single time they try and get clever about stomping down on it with the the buybacks and stuff. They're like, oh, actually, we don't know if we want to pay you you know per frame because people just show up with what you know twenty fifty. Uh, receivers or like single shot pistols and be like hey i i want 250 bucks per one thank you very much yep there was a guy who turned in at a buyback here in houston a guy turned in i think it was something like 60 harlots yeah i love it yeah and and they it forces them to say like well either these are all firearms and we have to pay you for every single one or they're not firearms which means that you can't legislate them you know it of course, they'll always they're they're quite happy to change their opinion, you know, in, in a second. But uh, it's bringing them to this kind of you know era four or four moment where they they don't really know what to do with it. And if they are the the, the thing that you're the thing that that I that I thought was funny was when Houston decided not to buy back three uh, D printed buy back in air quotes three D printed firearms anymore. Um, the 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 logical result of that is, but I thought they were big scary ghost guns. Yep. Like I yep, thought right. I thought these ghost <laughs> guns were the biggest threat to, to civil society ever, and now you're telling me it's not big enough a threat for you to pay two hundred bucks for one of them. Yeah, it's like well, if they're not firearms, then I'm just gonna walk down the street past the local homeless encampment and and hand them out like like it's fucking Halloween, you know? Like why not? <laughs> right. If they're not firearms, like what do you guys think of that? Oh no no no, we'll we'll, we'll buy them, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, no. I, w- t- to your previous point, Dino, when you were saying like you don't think it's there yet, I would disagree because in Myanmar, cops are getting wasted by yes, by, re- by that's true, you know, rebels. 
uh, fighting the military junta over there. And, and you know, I agree. They're, uh, yes, they're, they're using FTC nines to waste cops and then take their patrol rifles, which I fucking dig. So, yeah, that, <laughs> dude, like that, that that is what I mean by genocide proofing society. It's more than just the the cultural norm of having a rifle in your household, but yeah. also having access to it wherever you are. Having you know, the means like, to yes. having the means to maintain being armed. Yeah. And, 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 I do want to clarify. The reason I say the tech's not quite there yet is because I do think I think that 3D printing as a as an act is still a little high as far as the skill ceiling is concerned. Um there's there's a lot of little tiny oh, issues yeah. with with 3D printing especially on cheaper machines that make it prohibitive for people who are not so technically inclined to get into oh, cool. and that's that's all i mean yeah. when i say i don't think the tech is quite accessible enough yet well, um, okay, yeah, yeah. but outside of it'll that also no, be, i absolutely agree with you it'll also be like you know the, in the same way like how you know an operating system on a computer is like a middleman between the actual computer stuff in the mm-hmm. background and then the person i think that will also like happen with 3d printing where like a lot of this will be automated eventually uh, where eventually like, the machines Eventually, the machines that can level their own beds and 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 yeah. and do their own like like m- maintain themselves to a certain extent, those machines will eventually become cheap enough that the technical sort of barrier to entry is low enough that it doesn't even matter. Um, oh, right, exactly. yeah, that will eventually be the case, and that that's that's kind of what I'm referring to when I say the tech isn't quite there to consider it fully mm-hmm. democrat, uh, fully decentralized gun ownership and production. Yeah. I think the barrier, the tech barrier needs to come down a little bit before that flag can kind of be planted. But um, mm-hmm. I think it will be there in five to 10 years. Like, uh, no question. Oh, for yeah. sure. No, that, that's totally fair. I mean, eventually it'll get to a point where you can order one off your, you know, sales website of choice and you'll be able to fucking unfold it, plug it in and <laughs> plug in a USB stick and you'll be printing, you know, Glock lowers or FTC nines or whatever, you know, in, in 20 minutes. Yeah. No time but, at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it will. Well, it will get there, I, and and I and I don't doubt that at all. But I do think it's a little prohibitive for people. And and the other thing too, there's a lot of, you see a lot of people who think that 3D printing is where it was ten years ago. Oh, all of the you're gonna lose your hands kind of you. I, yeah. I, 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 lo- I love following like Ivan and Prince Repeat and seeing all of them. Oh yeah, where people are like, oh yeah, you know, th- this isn't like a real gun. This is just a toy. You want to get yourself a CNC machine, and then you'll see them just like mag dumping mag after mag through, <laughs> through like an AK or whatever, a plastic yeah. or whatever. That's their version of who would build the rose. Like you're gonna shoot your hand yeah. off. But yeah, it's exactly. like, yeah. <laughs> The no, the the fuds are a, are a fun little group of guys. They are, and I say fun because they are they are absolutely fun. You can just like drag them around by their tails. It's hilarious. Uh-huh. That has been a big goal of mine is to kind of kill that that area of the community. Like, yep. they, uh, I I'm very anti old people because of the the gun rights. <laughs> honestly, 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 straight up, fuck the olds. We the olds the olds have let us inherit this culture. Like I'm a, it, it it pisses me off that it's taken a Brit to really wake up so many so many Americans. You know, yeah. and, and there's plenty of people who say the stuff that I do, and and many that do it better. But um, I, you know, for better or worse, it's taken a Brit to be the 
the canary in the coal mine to be like, you guys have no <laughs> fucking clue how bad it could get. And the fact that you're sitting there, like, making arguments about your sporting rifle and, you know, Reagan's gun control wasn't all that bad and all of these yeah. apologies for the NRA. It's like, yeah. dude, it's because of you that the culture is now where it's at. Like, you want to bitch about the newest gun control or how, how you know, unconstitutional things are or, you know, how you've been locked in your house, how the government's treating you, whatever, how bad Biden is. It's like, you motherfuckers let it get to this point. You right. did this. Is, you did this. There is nothing. Yeah, there is nothing to conserve anymore. Like, yeah, exactly. Nothing. Nothing. You've got the tattoos. This uh, is uh, one of the worst flag, things. Flag. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. That, that was it. <laughs> oh, I was just saying, this is one of the, like, you know, I've obviously had a lot of critiques of the Constitution in the past, but, like, one of the worst things the Constitution does is it gives hope to conservatives that their gun rights are protected because the Constitution is still there. They're like, oh, well, yeah, there was this bad law that was passed that's going to actually lead to cops taking people's guns away. But, you know, the Constitution still exists, so this will get fixed eventually. Yeah, yeah, all, all the cops uh, swear an oath to the Constitution. So when it gets yeah. to that point, they'll be like, oh, fuck, sorry, guys, we, we actually yeah, can't. Sorry, we can't. Yeah, sorry, we can't. Yeah, it says here we can't do this. Or there so. will always the the presumption that there will always be a conservative majority on the Supreme Court. Right. That, that 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 blows me away too. This this there's this sort of short run thinking where it's like, look, the ten years on the Supreme Court are very very long, but history's longer. And your 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 idea that there's always going to be some some conservative on the Supreme Court who's going to make a decision based in Heller, which is not great anyway. Um, <laughs> who's going to be deciding things based upon that or Bruin now? I suppose. Um. It's not. It, it is short-run thinking and really, really naive to think that you're always going to have that kind of authority in the judiciary, such that the worst of the gun laws, at least, get overturned. Um, that's that's simply not the case, and you can't expect that. No, and expecting and- it is stupid. <laughs> Well, th- that's what these people have been doing. Like, the last few generations have kicked the can down the road every single time. Like, they think, you know, this is the most important election of my lifetime. I'm going to vote, you know, f- for my rights, for the Constitution or whatever. And then you'll see the very people that they're voting for just slowly erode them, just a little bit here and there. Just like, the idea, I mean, fucking Trump signed the bump stock ban. Yep. He could have vetoed it. He could have said no. He did. And Reagan said no to machine guns. Exactly. Yeah, yeah the NFA. That, that's. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and meanwhile, you have so many guys. You know, quote. That's that's the thing that kills me. You'll have all of these gun guys with uh, with quotes from Reagan about liberty and stuff. And it's like, this is why I hate you, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah you're you're defending your actions, your historical voting, and and how proud of a patriot you are. It's like you guys absolutely sold us all out. So don't be so surprised when you see you know people in their twenties and thirties start to say like, actually, I'm not a conservative. Like I'm a big gun yeah. guy, but you know what? I'm kind of an anarchist. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's it's this thing. I I really want to talk, and I've been talking to like kind of slightly older folks than I usually do the, the last year or so, and kind of getting a, a little temperature check on how things have changed over their lifetime. Because a lot of the I don't know, like thirty to forty crowd are in the awkward middle between the boomers and the like absolutely gonzo Gen Z gun guys who are out there like <laughs> right. doing all sorts of crazy shit, and that. You see them like, yeah, well, my dad's a fud, 
And my, <laughs> and my younger brother insists that I need a plate carrier, a chest rig, you know, an AR, a long range rifle, a, a good Glock, and all this kind of thing. It's like fuck me. Like <laughs> a lot of these guys, they they just wanted to enjoy firearms as a hobby, and now you've got the the very proactive younger people who are like, I could be the last generation to to have these rights. Like I'm a lot of people in their twenties are buying magazines, thinking like my my grandchildren might have to use my supply. You know? Yeah. You mentioned and earlier. Uh, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. I hate to interrupt. What, what, what were you saying? No, I will just ramble and ramble. So absolutely, <laughs> okay. I apologize. Um, you, you had mentioned that you were a little disappointed that it's taken a Brit to kind of bring a lot of these things to to people, and and I I think you made me think of something when you said that, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. There's something about European firearms activists, mm. in in general, that they tend to be, um, much more active you know, <laughs> as, as activists than people in the United States. Um, Jay Stark, uh, for example, RIP, RIP yeah, Jay Stark. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the FGC nine was, was kind of his baby. Um, yeah. it was, I mean, there was a, there was an earlier design that I think had come from, uh, Aussie, but he changed it to the point that it was basically his gun. Um, the FGC nine was, was Jay Stark. And, that kind of effect, and, and as as you said earlier, people—that's the gun that people are killing uh, cops and uh, and soldiers with in Myanmar. That's the gun that's fighting a military junta right now. Yeah. Um. So I, I think there's something particular about European gun gun activism that maybe speaks to how soft American gun guys have become. Uh, because we are in this weird middle position where. Some of the the people think it's okay as it stands. There are people who, you know, want there to be more gun rights, and there are people who are, you know, well, I'm okay if they take away bump stocks. You know, we're in this weird yep. middle position in the U.S. where we feel like this right is protected, but it's being encroached upon more and more, and, and more and more people are wanting to encroach upon it. Whereas uh, with the Europeans, maybe the fact that those rights have been gone actually makes the activism go that much harder I, I was just wondering what you thought about that sort of dumb theory that i just thought up right now <laughs> not not a dumb theory at all i i think it's we we've been there and done that you know I, and i'm i'm a rare one where i actually made it over here and i i can now kind of enjoy a very different uh lifestyle in, and you know kind of uh access to firearms and the ability to be more more of a voice on it if i if i spoke the way i do about gun rights in england I would probably be arrested by now. Probably. Like, like, like just the, the frequency about talking about, you know, non-compliance and, uh, and 3d printing and skirting around laws and also, uh, having firearms for any reason, apart from sporting usage, like in most places, that's a fucking no, no in England. If you legally have a shotgun and there's, there's cases of this and people break into your home, even assault you, if you don't respond with quote unquote proportional force. So, they come in with a knife. You're expected to use like you know a blunt object. <laughs> <That's food. laughs> but, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the fucking lamp beside your bed. You know, if, <laughs> but if you grab a baseball bat, you know why do you have a baseball bat? Do you play baseball? Because that's a weapon. Like why do you have a weapon in your household? That like yeah, because a baseball baseball bat's not like a common thing in England. It's like oh, you have that as a weapon. So we're gonna prosecute. We're gonna prosecute you for using that as a weapon. And it, 
God forbid you grab a shotgun that you legally own. And, and it's happened before where farmers grabbed a shotgun and used it on, on trespassers and, you know, they get murder charges. Like there is just, and beyond that, I mean, there is zero culture of firearms being for defense or <laughs> for defense against government. So, <laughs> right. You know, being, a, being able to own them and also talk about that stuff is a very, very rare thing in Europe. Yeah. And, and so a lot of people, you know, Jay Stark and otherwise, have to, have to be absolutely anonymous just talking about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and whereas Americans can sit there and you know have their their prop rifle and talk about how they're going to use it on tyrants and blah blah blah. <laughs> I think you know, I think it makes us weirdly. Uh, I think it makes us weirdly contented in a way that that the Europeans yeah. don't share. Um, yeah, yeah. Like you, rebellious culture is kind of almost an everyday thing, but it's not the same as actually like having to do underground shit just to just exactly to i've i've kind of had this thought uh for a while and it, it's it's not completely uh one-to-one but um it, it's sort of this idea that uh capitalism is so good at what it does that it kind of pacifies people to a certain extent and i'm not even saying that that's all bad or that's necessarily bad well no it's but a credit it's it, a credit it, to to markets yeah. like it's right yeah yeah, but where it, it it comes to a point where people have it good enough to the point where they're like, I'm not feeling like like even if the state is pushing up against you, you're much richer than you ha- ever have been in history, like yeah. on a on a worldwide scale. So people are like, eh, you know, yeah, this sucks, but you know, I still have all my amenities. Uh, you know, I, I still have a, a lot of good stuff. So I I don't really feel the need to like you know uh, care about you know getting arms or anything like that. Uh, I, I think, I think, the, of course, the danger of that is, is that it's like the frog in the in you know the boiling pot of water, who, the, where the temperature gets turned up slowly. Where it's like, well, you may not care now, but you will uh, in maybe like forty, fifty years. You will eventually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when you're sitting there rocking back and forth in your chair, and, and your grandkids are wondering, you know, why they can only own a, the only semi-auto uh-huh. they can have is a twenty-two because all of that got <laughs> burnt, and and handguns are kind of you know only in a few states now. And, yeah. and all that kind of thing, like it—it's something that American. You, you're right. Americans do have it so good that it's yeah, it's a hobby where not like a, a cause for most people. Right. Yes. And and they don't consider. It's more like, like celebrating a tradition more than it is an activist type. You know, actually, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, you know, enacting this in your day to day life. Yeah, you'll you'll rarely, very rarely hear people call themselves like firearms or gun rights activists. Like, mm-hmm. and when they when they do, a lot of it is very <laughs> like performance arty. You know, yeah. it's yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like it's not like I am not not me individually, but like people are actually pushing ideas of like, well, if shit if push does come to shove, like how are we going to continue? Like, are manufacturers mm-hmm. going to go underground like the bootlegging days? Like are, right. are people going to continue producing ARs because it's a you know, your constitutional or whatever, your human right to have access to, to arms or right. or are you going to obey the law and start producing them only for military and law enforcement? And <laughs> you know, like like that that is the divide. And yeah. a lot of people they really don't consider like what comes if everything gets shut down and, and ended. If if this comes to an end, like are you going to be an activist? Are you gonna go underground or are you just is 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 that it? You know, and so many right. people 
don't like you said they don't like to think about that kind of stuff because there's always the constitution there's right it'll it, save us yeah yeah we don't there. we don't have to think about doomsday right. because the constitution will inevitably stop that like yeah. it, it couldn't happen it, here but it really conservatives really do have this like savior mentality like they're you know we're going to be saved by either some institution some document some person or something like that it's everything's going to ultimately be okay because someone is going to save us yeah and I, I am so concerned that if things do get more serious, they're already pretty fucking serious, and things have been gutted since, uh, you know, since this grand experiment started. But I, I'm really worried how many people are actually prepared for like crisis mode with with their gun right. rights. Oh, yeah. there's there's very 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 few. Because everyone, oh, everyone yeah. sort of expects that they will just be that they will still be able to. Um, I mean, hell, even in the 3D printed gun community, every, like there's there's a lot of work being done for printing uppers as well as lowers. There's a lot of work being done for, um, again, for the FGC9. You can all of that's hardware store parts. There's nothing there that you need to purchase as a gun part, right? Um, so it's 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 there's but but there's a lot of it that's focused on you know printing a lower for a Glock or whatever, which is cool and I dig it, but that doesn't help you when Glock barrels are illegal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, there is uh, and that, that's why, again, like the, the European printers will often critique and, and, you know, people are into 3d printing for all sorts of different reasons. Like it's not just the hardcore activists, but a lot of Europeans will kind of be like, yeah, it's kind of like, <clears throat> it's kind of hobbyish for them because, yeah. or, or when they look at the Americans, it's like you guys can enjoy this as a hobby, but for us, it's like a matter of if I if I have a means to be an individual versus a subject. Like, you know, I, I, at at present, most Europeans are firmly under the boot, and if their activities mm-hmm. are discovered with in regards to three D printing or firearm ownership, they are fucked. Like that is the end. They are already in yeah. resistance mode. You know, they they are living that underground lifestyle out of yeah. necessity. Whereas here, there, there's a lot of there's kind of a a more lax idea about it. There's not the, you know, the the crisis right. mode idea. Yeah, right. it's like those Europeans who are actually you know uh, putting it on the line are living more of a traditional like American like uh, yeah. gun culture than actually most Americans are today. Yeah, because uh, you know yeah most Americans today, and I'm not saying this is you know all necessarily bad, but there is a certain type of uh, pacification. Uh, that goes on in modern American culture where it's like, yeah, I have my gun rights are protected, so I don't feel the need to, you know, actively do something to protect them because they they feel like they're protected by default. Uh, yeah. And that's not true. And that's why <laughs> these are, other, that's why these other projects like the like Suckboy Tony's project. Uh, um, that's why these other projects are so are so important, because if you can be decoupled from the manufacturing of firearms parts, right? The way that the mm-hmm. FGC nine did it and the way that Suckboy Tony's uh, process does if it, 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 decoupling from the need for a Glock barrel, decoupling from the need for a, a, especially a Glock slide or an AR upper um, separating from that and making uh, unique individual designs is what hardens society against something like you know, well, you, you're not allowed to buy slides and barrels anymore. You're not allowed to buy AR uppers anymore. Right. Well, shit. I mean, that that rug pulls a shitload of the 3D printed firearm community. 
like that that mm-hmm. a lot of them and 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 while and this isn't meant to be necessarily a critique of the community but it's something to keep in mind is this idea that like this is this exists ultimately at the pleasure of the ATF <laughs> the way it's Genuinely. being done in a lot of ways now um so it's a it, it's a it, it's it's an, it's a precarious situation that people could bear in mind. I'm not again. I'm not I'm not critiquing the community. Do what if you if you don't have to buy a a a Glock lower and you can build a Glock, uh, we absolutely should have that ability to to 3D print the lowers and all and and the frames and all this other stuff. Um, but what do you do when you can't get those other parts that you need? Um something to bear in mind and there's a lot of projects that are working on that problem and and seeing how far they've come especially suckboy tony is is it's really heartening to see that like okay this hasn't been completely forgotten <laughs> yeah no there, there's plenty of people actually like chasing the solution and and that's you know all of this not to shit on u.s stateside people because plenty of people are trying to go into that resistance mindset and trying mm-hmm. to trying to future proof and genocide proof or you know solve these problems but um, no, to, to answer the question about the Europeans, it's definitely that that different mindset, that urgency. And, you know, unfortunately, some of them fucking pay for the their exploits. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm uh, on the top. Oh, good. Oh, no, I was, I was just going to say there, there was the there, there was when when Jay Stark died. And I don't I don't personally uh, like believe a lot of the conspiracies about Jay Stark's death. I think um, because because of people who knew him personally knew he was ill um knew, knew that he was sick and and that to me is like okay well I'll, i and those people those people who said that I, I i trust well enough so for me it's like if if anything caused that it was if anything related to the state caused that it was probably the stress of knowing he was boned like yeah yeah cuz he was boned and 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 that sort of stress could absolutely cause him to pass the way that he did, which is ultimately, yes, still the fault of the state in my in my view. <laughs> no, 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 I, I I agree. And it's the the thing is, it's like you know, you don't even need to get conspiratorial. It's like Jay Stark should have had every right to be a fucking tinkerer. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have had to be underground. Yeah, yeah. He should have been, you know, having a happy little YouTube family. Ma- YouTube family, YouTube video with his uh, YouTube. What the fuck am I on about? YouTube channel uh, with his mask off, sitting there like, "Hey, welcome to J Stark's garage." You know, today we're building the FGC nine. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is how you do it in Germany or whatever. You know, like fuck it. But um, yeah, yeah. That who knows what the culture is going to look like in ten to twenty years as this stuff persists because it's it's going to like it's there, there's no way to stomp this stuff out like as they say you can't stop the signal you know right the, there exactly. was someone our last uh arizona 2a rally uh there was someone walking around with a bag of mini usb sticks with like shit tons of 3d printed files just handing them out <laughs> to everyone there whether they knew what 3d printing awesome. was or not it's like yep just keep this you know tucked away somewhere keep this keep this for a rainy day <laughs> yep and yeah, it's, it's, like, awesome. it's, as, it's as simple as that. Like, if one person has the files, then you know the everybody's got them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's 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 disheartening for me though to think that what it might take for that kind of mentality that you're describing, that sort of real underground rebel mentality, to 
actually set in, especially for firearms, uh, for quote unquote gun guys, is the um, the passage of a real law, the passage of yep. a real restrictive law that actually puts people in danger for owning what they want to own. Um, that I'm, I fear that that's what it would take. That's I I think it, that's what it is going to take, and it it yeah it fucking sucks, and I hate it's that we can't. Yeah, I, I hate that we can't reach that point. Like we have mm-hmm. to, we can preach from the rooftops all we want. We we can like the first two uh, A rally that I showed up to out here in Arizona, I was wearing a mask, uh, and, and I've always worn a mask. And the first year pre COVID and all of that, the Republicans, one of which this little old Karen woman had a button on her her shirt that said uh, she was against red flag laws. <laughs> and, and she goes, "Are you to me and my group of, of uh, anarchist gun guys? Like, are you guys Antifa?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh God!" Like, like no, we're just no, wearing masks. We're so much just, fucking worse. A hundred percent, a hundred fucking percent. But um, <laughs> we had so much worse than them. No, but um, like we'll actually point out to you everything that's wrong with your worldview because we've been there and surpassed it. But yep. um, no, she was asking if we're Antifa and like why we're wearing masks while she's wearing this anti-red flag pin. I'm like, it's because if red flag laws go through and the problem children, aka us, are spotted at these things and, and identified as radicals, which, you know, in all likelihood already have been like, sure, you know, w- w- when you're when you're a preacher of this stuff, I have no illusion that I'm super secret. It's, you know, but whatever. Uh, we're all um, list. 100%. <laughs> like that, that's, that's the name of the game. But uh, you know, like, I'm not going to make it easier, and I like sit here and and be poke my head up above the above the trench to be knocked off, and because of red flag laws, because like anyone could have their door kicked in for X reason written up on the spot, and you know, once you're plugged full of fucking lead, it doesn't make a difference. Like right. they can justify it, or they can lose their case, and and someone right. can can get assigned to a new department. Or like Duncan Lemp. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's exactly but, Duncan Lemp. The problem child can always be murdered, and yeah. so many, so many people. You know, there, there's always the the two A guy who will justify another two a two A guy getting murdered, and it's like, okay, great. Oh, God, it blows that's, my that's fucking mind rock. every time I see yeah. it. No, and there's always I I need the context. Like, yeah, he said he was a gun guy, but you know, should have just complied. Yeah, yeah, sh- you know, you could. I- I'm all about the two way absolutism, but you know, when a cop says blah blah, blah you just what? have to, you just have to bend over, unbutton right. your pants, and just take it like a man. You yeah, know? right. But um, there was the speaking to uh, your point. There was a video that came out. I believe it was in Florida. There were a couple of guys who got in a shootout with a third individual, and um, one of the guys got shot badly. He ended up dying, and cops arrived on the scene. And they they were tending to the the wounded guy, the, the, the guy who they were in a gun battle with had run off, and they were tending to the wounded guy, and they the his brother was walking around with a firearm. Uh, it was, it was uh, in the video, you never see it pointed at anyone, it's pointed at the ground, but he's walking around with it, because um, they were just in a fucking gunfight. And somebody off camera, like who's like observing the situation, somebody off camera starts yelling, that guy's got a gun. That guy's got a gun. And these two cops rush this guy. One of them is pulling the gun from his hand as the other one shoots him to death. Shot him eight times. 
and I'm sitting here thinking, what kind of fucking what what kind of Second Amendment right do you have? If you don't even have the right to be holding your firearm when the guy right. you were just in a gunfight with is still at large. Yeah. He's not that far away. He just left. Well, so what kind of what kind of gun right do you have if you can't even hold the fucking thing without getting killed? And you know, this is uh, to your point, in, uh, every time there's some cop shooting, every every single time, every time you go into the comments and there will be Republicans throwing yep. themselves on the cops defending them. <laughs> and people like, who love the Second no Amendment. Oh, they just love it. What? Yeah, yeah. Every single time. And this is honestly like, yeah, I, I get very pissed off about the left and they're like stupid, like retarded shit that they uh, pull with like their arguments against guns. But almost, I'm, I'm almost more insulted by the conservatives uh, who do this. Uh, just because they should know better, you should know better. You, yes, and that's you, the that's the that's the not. disappointing part of it and is is you should the, know better. And the fact that, that like this is old meme, but it's so true. It is so true. It nails the conservatives to a T. It, it's it goes like you know, well, it, it's some guy wearing like a MAGA hat. And he's like, well, I'm all for freedom, but only if it's legal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Only if the cops say I can do it, then I'm all for freedom. Uh, so, you know, if my master lets me have freedom, then I love freedom. Well, but if he says I can't have freedom, then I shouldn't have freedom. Yeah, well, but, well anything, anything that the government says isn't freedom is not freedom uh, because right. law is exactly. where their morality comes from. Yeah. So they can't, they can't identify it outside of that. But it, it just – it reminded me so much of the Philando Castile shooting. Which is yeah. um, which is another shooting that that sticks in my mind as an as a great example of of kind of what we're talking about is this idea that yeah. you're not actually as free as you think you are to own these firearms even if you don't realize it. Philando Castile, legal firearm owner, um, made a cop aware that he had a firearm and got shot to death in his car. Oh, the guy and his family was in the car. Is that the one who was live streaming it? As he was yes, his out? girlfriend was live yeah. streaming it on Facebook. And his daughter was in the back seat, I think, right? Yes, his family was in the car. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's my fucking nightmare because, you know, I can be uh, I can show up and and preach gun rights as much as I want. I can even live like a honestly a pretty conservative lifestyle besides, you know, enjoying some jazz cabbage here and there, but like <laughs> <laughs> or daily. But um jazz but, but, but no. <laughs> fucking old school. I love that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But um that's that's the that's the odd flavor of conservative conservatism that i aspire to but um no like honestly i really do fear the day that i encounter the wrong cop who's having a power trip i get murdered in front of my family and then there's some fucking recording of it and for all of my work you know fighting for gun rights advocating for it and all of the and a more conservative lifestyle honestly than most conservatives out there yeah and someone will justify me getting fucking some fucking conservative is going to be in the comments section on the video of your death saying oh but we don't have the whole story yeah 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 no this guy guy (laughs) what happened 24 hours before this yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i that's i I genuinely, especially with this bump stock thing and every other bit of legislation where they're just giving more power to the boot and, yep. and more more ability to disrupt a otherwise perfectly peaceful lifestyle. It's like, it's concerning because it's getting to a point where, like, I I really do expect to be in a situation at some point where my life will be threatened because yes. of advocacy or whatever, you know? Yeah. 
I I, mm-hmm. I I fear the same thing. The the thing that I mean it it, it has happened in the in the three the three D printed uh, gun community. The uh, you, there was a guy who and I can't remember who it was, but he was on Twitter. He he got raided. He posted a picture of his invader PDW. Um, the the uh, the it's like a it's a what it is is it's a if it had a stock it would be an sbr it's got like a a, a foregrip that is actually the a magazine holder and stuff but i believe it's a kit for a glock 17 you print out it's an alternative frame it's got a mount for a uh for like an acog on it very very cool little project the invader he posted his picture of it spring-loaded pistol brace is on it and uh he got raided supposedly uh, because he did not have a strap on the pistol brace. Oh, Christ. And that caused it to be a stock. And he, that, I mean, that's one of our guys. That's, that's one of the guys in the 3DPG community just posting his, his build on Twitter. And he got raided for it. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that, 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 that to me is fucked. <laughs> dude, yeah. like, there's always a more loyal dog. Like, these guys look at a guy printing 3D guns and somehow there's enough guys to make up, you know, a door kicking crew to for everyone to be on board. No one no one made a fuss. No one said, hey, this is this guy's constitutional right. Like all of these so-called or you know <laughs> uh good cops are like, oh no, no, one of us would we, we'll we'll step down if if things start to infringe on people's rights. No, no, no. These guys got the order that there was an illegal criminal gun factory. You know, in in their town, and they need to go and kick in this individual's door because ghost guns are going out to criminals. And it, for for all of this talk about people who will actually, you know, they'll draw their line in the sand and they won't enforce this stuff. Like all it takes is the right wording, and all of a sudden they're quite happy to to go and murder someone or go and raid someone or whatever it might be. Like you just have to use the right labeling. And with this whole war on terror coming home, they're doing a fucking good job of starting to label damn near anyone who's not licking the boo as an enemy of the state who needs to be dealt with with up to and including lethal force hey, well, and it's entirely apolitical um I, I i mentioned it before uh the the uh the show and there there is the political angle to it of calling of ca- of bringing the war on terror home but there's also it's just the exercise of authority uh puts everyone in danger regardless of of their uh Regardless of their political affiliation, there was the the self-defense shooting. Um, I mentioned before we started recording, there was the self-defense shooting here in town in Houston. Um, There was a a guy walking around in this in this uh, in this taqueria with a gun out. It was people are saying now, oh, it was just a BB gun, but you can't fucking tell. Um, Dude, don't don't pull even a BB gun on me when I'm trying to enjoy tacos. You you don't know. Ventilated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's walking around with this gun out, and he's he's you know pointing at people and stealing their things. And uh, a guy who's sitting in there, older guy, he's sitting there, and you see him like fidgeting as this guy's walking around. As soon as the guy turns his back and starts to walk in another direction, he pulls his gun and he fires on him. Okay. Now, in any 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 universe, this is totally fine. Nobody. This is this. There is this is entirely morally justified. The problem, though, is that the way that self defense stuff gets interpreted, he fires on this guy four times in rapid succession. 
no, no problem there. He stands and he starts to approach him, fires twice more. Uh, that uh, you're getting into territory where a prosecutor's ears are are perked up now. He's he's interested. He fires twice more as he approaches the guy, and those shots are relatively slow. And his the 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 individual's left hand now is down by his side. It's a very casual shooting stance, firing down onto the guy. Uh, that's eight shots, and now a prosecutor's eyebrows are up and he's watching and the prosecutor's thinking oh hold on and then the guy reaches down and grabs the firearm that had fallen out of the uh, out of the robber's hand and then hits him one more time one more shot that's nine shots total when he reaches down and picks up that gun and hits him one more time I know what a prosecutor's thinking when they see that even a prosecutor in Texas but especially a prosecutor in Houston is thinking that's murder and i can get him and this is this is one of the things that have been this is one of the things that's been talked about but uh, we saw this with the rittenhouse case Uh, nobody had a question nobody who fucking knew anything had a question with regard to the rittenhouse case of whether or not that was self-defense the video spoke for itself there there was no nobody had a question about that except for the prosecutor and that's all it takes is for even if you do legally have the right to defend yourself, if you don't do it in just the right way, you're, you're looking down the barrel of a prosecution. And even if you don't get convicted, I've said this a million times, the process is the punishment. So it, that guy now is, I'm, I'm worried for him. There's a lot of people, there's some defense attorneys and stuff in, in, in Houston who are saying, nah, no way. No way. Dude's, dude's safe. No problem. And I'm looking at it thinking, I'm not so sure about that. (laughs) That that dude would be safer in Mexico, even with all the shit going on. (laughs) Yeah. But it, it, but that's the thing is it, it, even if you do ostensibly have the right to defend yourself, if you don't do it just so the boot will still come for you. Yeah. And that's bothersome to me. Scary. That video was interesting. I mean, I, I can understand adrenaline and kind of the the situation of having a gun pulled on you. You're going to be like, fuck this dude, when you're all shaken up and kind of, yeah. you know, now, now it's go time. But holy fuck, he, he definitely, uh, I mean, you know, for, any, for anyone who doesn't carry and hasn't been through a, a concealed carry course, there is the whole, you know, proportionality of force and, you know, you shoot until the threat is over, not until the threat is dead. Right, so, right. So the, the second you've plugged that guy enough and the gun is on the ground and he's clearly incapacitated, even if he's still, you know, right. if he's not reaching for the gun or anything, like, you gotta, you gotta ease up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, look, I, I, I agree. I think, I think the dude went overboard, but I also... Understandably, <clears throat> yeah, in the situation. Right, but, right. I don't think yeah. he went criminal overboard. He went overboard, but I don't think that means he should be a criminal for it. Um, that's the, that's the thing that, that gets me about it is the fact that they're going to try and hang a murder on that guy. I'm pretty sure that they're going to try and hang a murder on that guy when, I mean, it it was a clear self-defense shoot, um, regardless of, of whether or not, because frankly, the dude was already on the ground. He was, he was dead already as far as, as far as you can tell in the video and, and, for all practical purposes, even if he wasn't technically dead, he was gonna die. He wasn't gonna make it out of that. Oh, so, <laughs> so to me, it's like I, I just 
it, it concerns me because you expect people in in because if he was a cop, that wouldn't he, there would be no danger to him. Now nah, it would be a twenty four hour, maybe forty eight hour news story, and then it would get swept under the rug with some propaganda and happy days. You know exactly. It wouldn't matter, but because he's a guy, and these and these cops are supposed to be trained. It's supposed to be so well trained and so cool headed, and all this other bullshit. They're course, definitely not. And yet we expect a guy who's got a gun pulled on him to to know when to stop. Sorry, I don't have that expectation of human beings. It's it's, it's don't pull a gun on someone if you don't want to die. That's the general rule. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, his his like where I put on my tinfoil hat a little bit, but I I think it's of sound mind. Like when we get into the cases like this, it's kind of part of the the macro game when we come to gun control cuz what does the ideal, you know, the, what's the ideal situation for a government? It's to have a population of tax cattle who are soft targets who, if, they, if they're upset mm-hmm. with the status quo, they can be stomped on and it's not a fuss. It's no big threat to those in ivory towers and their underlings. It's very easy to take care of. Unfortunately for, for the American empire, they, they came to fruition in a place where a lot of people have guns. And so every time there's a chance to kind of undermine that and to strip away and to cause doubt right. in their ability to, you know, judge what's what's proportional use of force or, you know, what what's a, a good situation to, to own firearms, to carry them and all that kind of thing. If there's any chance to call that into question and to publicize it, they're going to jump on that yep. through their various means with, you know, this is why media I, I and law and all the rest of it. I think it's always important to like, and this is you know, especially something conservatives will not only not touch, but all actively oppose, which is felons should have gun rights. Uh, yes. And the fact that uh, conservatives fight against this so strongly tells me that they just don't get it. They really just don't get it ultimately. And I'm not surprised by that, but it's just another layer that, oh, yeah, of course they don't get it. Uh, because they're all like, no, yeah, of course the government can, you know, take guns away from people who, you know, used to be felons or, or were felons or whatever, or have a felony uh, record. So yeah. it's like, yeah, it's, it's wild to me. And, and now you're getting to a point where as there's more federal government overreach, and especially the fallout of a lot of the kind of, you know, freedom protests during the lockdowns and stuff. It's like, okay, how many, how many patriots grab themselves a felony during all of that? <laughs> right. Like, yeah, how, okay. how many of you guys are now not able to own guns because of your fucking beliefs? Do you think the British crown should have been able to like take away the uh, revolution and you know the American revolutionaries' uh, arms because all oh, well they deemed them illegal and terrorists, right? Well, okay, by your own standards, then the American revolutionaries shouldn't have been able to own guns either. Uh, it's weird. A bunch how, of dirty uh, cop killers, right? Yeah, exactly. Cop exactly. And that's what they were. They were <laughs> drunk cop killers. That is what the American <laughs> revolutionaries were. Based. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um goals. But no 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 no. Fuck. This um, is not legal advice. No, it, um, never, yeah. never. But um no, it, it's kind of that, you know, the ultimate goal of any government, and you can see it in various stages all across the earth, from the Commonwealth to, to Asia to the States mm-hmm. to Canada, governments are all at various stages of gun control. You know, right. they are they are all at some point of boiling the frog, of coaxing the population to be subjects instead of individuals. And, and it makes complete sense why they would be from their own perspective, right? Of course. Obviously, of course. if you're trying to have tax cattle, like if you're a farmer on a farm, you want to minimize the risk that the, the farm animals will kill you. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you'll do anything you can uh, within reason so that they're both comfortable enough to produce whatever you, you're trying to get them to produce for you, while also uh, mint pacifying them to a certain extent to where they can't harm you. It's that balance. Yeah. Yeah. No- no one's trying to collect bear milk, you know? Like Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Those motherfuckers are scary. But you know, a bunch of passive cows, like, yeah, as long as they don't kick me yeah. in the face, we're we're sitting Gucci. But no, it's and so little cases like this, or what we think are little cases, anytime where, you know, armed protesters come up or or self-defense shootings and stuff, and we can or not us, but people can cast doubt on people's ability to determine um, you know their right to defend themselves and all the rest of it, how how capable they should be, they're going to make those the big headlines, they're going to make those the big focus, and they're always going to be working towards that goal, especially in this country, of disarming those tax cal, because mm-hmm. it's yep. fucking scary for the powers that be. So yeah. whenever people start to get divided on this stuff, or whenever conservatives start to, you know, like, well, yeah, the cops should talk to that guy. Like, why, why is that guy afraid of going to the cops? Like, <laughs> dude, that guy's life is going to be ruined one way or another. Why are you afraid of talking to the cops is a... Is, <laughs> the, here's the thing. That is a question from someone who's never had to deal with them. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is, that oh, is someone fuck. who's never had to deal with police, never never been in jail, never never had to deal with the, with the system at all. And and I'm I'm happy for them that they've never had to deal with that because it fucking sucks. But what's that video no that gets posted? Clue. What's that video that gets posted every Friday? The Free Talk Friday or whatever. Then yep. like, Remember don't ever up? talk to cops. Don't yeah. ever fucking talk to the cops. It's, it's ever. shut the it's a shut the fuck up shut Friday. Fuck up Friday. That's it. Yeah, that's right. Uh huh. Yep. Shut the fuck yeah. up Friday. Do not speak to police. Don't do it. <laughs> There's another guy. There's another guy. Uh, I can't remember. I might actually see if I can have uh, Lady Jane send me the video. But there's another uh, TikTok lawyer who has a hilarious, a hilarious. His thing. He's got like uh, his his tagline is "Kev's got you covered," and he's got these big rings. <laughs> he's such a cool fucking guy. Um, I might try to. I might post the video on Twitter later. But he he has basically the same message. Talking to cops gets you in more trouble. You cannot talk your way out of trouble with police. You can only talk your way in. Right. And and people who don't get that, especially conservatives, um, have just simply never had to deal with it. <laughs> They've no, never no, had to interface with the system. They're they're not thinking that someday they might be in the same boots as uh, you know bootleggers. And, exactly, or, or, or the people they they advocate to spend a life behind bars because yeah. they're they're the enemy in the drug war. You know, like you, every you... person is one day and a bill passed away from becoming a felon. Absolutely, yeah. like you, you think the war on drugs is bad? Like wait till we get into the full swing of the war on guns. Holy fuck! Yeah, if you let the state determine your like uh, what is legal and what isn't. And you're 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 willingly going along with them. You think that's the correct way to go about it. You've already given up. Just roll over now. Just do it. Why not? Yeah. It's Man, what? <laughs> yeah. With gun rights as well. That's that's why I principally call myself a gun rights anarchist these days and ignore yeah. most of the other bullshit because you know. Oh yeah. You you truly don't even have freedom of speech unless you can stand there and stop yourself from being you know fucking MLK or or Malcolm X <laughs> for for what you're talking about. You know. Mm-hmm. So I also on that topic, like uh, I, I know you, you want to talk a little bit about this, VR, but like 
the kind of like the the cultural shift we've seen in like some people who like maybe were libertarians in the past and went in some different direction it's like uh what what are your thoughts on that like what are your like do you think you is there a reason you see for that or like what has been your takeaway i guess from that my like honestly a lot of people might think i'm gonna i'm oversimplifying this but Mm -hmm. this is my point of view i think a lot of people like especially our generation we're very instant gratification oriented. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, myself and, and yourself, we'll talk a lot about kind of, you know, you, we're not going to realize anarchy because anarchism right. is like kind of a constant. Like we're all just living under different yes. warlords. There's anarchism is a a relationship. It's, it's how you interact yes. with other people. It's how you right. interact with society, basically. And so, you know, I... I try and live as an anarchist every day. I don't have to be in an anarchist society to make that happen. But a lot of people, they think it has to be this, you know, one day is when it's end goal. Yeah. It's it's when it begins. And so a lot of people, they're like, Oh, it's never going to happen because like no one's standing up and, you know, like on a pile of rubble and, and okay. Anarchism has started because we have toppled, you know, the empire or whatever. It's like, no, dude. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's like saying, well, no, the, the world is never going to be filled with nice people. So I'm just going to turn into a dick. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Like, that type of thing where it's like, oh, well, of course, if everyone thinks like that, then of course that's a self-fulfilling prophecy now. Yeah. It, uh, the other side of it as well is all of these people who want to talk about tradition and values and all mm-hmm. of that, they lack even the ability to change themselves and to take some yeah. self-responsibility to be like, right. oh, maybe I should unplug from the system that I hate. And a lot of these people, they still hate the system as we mm-hmm. do because they, they came from this kind of mentality. They hate what it is and all that. But their solution is the same as, you know, fucking delusional communists who are like, oh, well, if only I was party leader, if yeah. only, yeah. If only yeah. I was, I was, you know, the, the trad chairman. And I would, when I'm God Emperor, everything will be fine. Yeah, yeah, you know? I would fix everything if I was a party yeah. guy. You know, so this meek yeah. motherfucker who will <laughs> never do anything to change themselves to to live a, a lifestyle that's more in line with what they think everyone else should be doing, but yeah. they want to enforce it on other people. You know, they, they go from being like radically against that to radically like that's the only solution. It's, yeah. I think it's entirely, you know, these guys are like anti all of this. Uh, consumerism and stuff, but they're just as much victims of it in their mentality. They're so right. focused on that instant gratification. They want it to be like, you know, oh, well, the next election, if we just win that election, then we'll be able to achieve yeah. our thing. Unlike these stupid fucking lulberts who are just living in Ankapistan. It's like, <laughs> you guys are also, just as much. You guys yeah, are thinking also, that you can get your utopia if you just push yeah. the right button enough times. My favorite thing is that they'll say they'll often critique anarchists for being or like Lulberts or whatever for being high time preference, and they're like so like Giga Chad low time preference uh, <laughs> boys. Uh, and yet they're always talking about well, we just need to, as you say, we just need to win this next local election or something. And whereas the anarchists are like, yeah, this may take hundreds or thousands of years. Uh, ultimately, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the arc action. of history is is well outside of the realm of politics. Like this is a yeah. the the idea that you that political victory is at all permanent or is going to get you where you want to go is yeah. um, insane and like, ahistorical. Like, even with like you know Bitcoin or the three D printed gun community, every time that every time you know Bitcoin or three D printing of guns proliferates, I see that as a win. 
Uh, it's not like going to immediately like destroy the state or anything. I don't think that will happen for, as, as, I, as I said, a hundred, maybe thousand, maybe never, maybe never. But ultimately we're still thinking longer term than they are. Yeah. Yet they have the goal to critique us as high time preference, which is just crazy to me. Uh, like, dude, if, if we can have some small part in sliding the dimmer switch yeah. of, you know, the, the world being, basically for all intents and purposes entirely state controlled to weakening the idea and the legitimacy of that in our lifetimes if we can shove the culture a little bit more to decentralize decentralization and independence that is a massive fucking win and it's already happening it's already happening this early in our lives and you hit it you hit it exactly though on the head the decentralization is the key the the idea that homogenization under centralized authority only works when you do not have the ability to decentralize when you do not have the ability to do things for yourself to build your own guns to plant peppers and claymores as (laughs) Anna would say um You don't you, when you don't have the ability to do those things. You, you, that's where centralized authority thrives. And the the further away we get from that, the more we develop systems that are uh, parallel to and and separate from the centralized systems that everyone relies upon. The more powerful those systems get, the less powerful the centralized system gets because it's inherently inherent. I think it's inherent to. The way that those systems are built, a decentralized system is stronger and more economical than a centralized system. And decentralization will win. Um, yeah, yeah. I may not live to see it, right. but I think on, on, on a long enough timeline, um, a timeline that's longer than a single political victory away, uh, I, think, I, think it's, it's, I think the battle's already won at this point. We're also, just also, still fighting it. Uh, yeah, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, no, I also want right. to point out. Yeah. I, I want to point out that um, it's also important, Bjar, as you were saying, that um, it, it's not necessarily we don't only win once the state is destroyed, right? Yeah. It's for me as an anarchist, whether the state is destroyed or not is completely irrelevant to my beliefs. Uh, yeah. I want the state to be gone, but the fact that it's not gone doesn't mean that. Oh, well, I guess I think it's okay to rule over people now until it goes away. That's insane. Like, that is insane thinking. It would be like saying that, well, I want all murder. I don't want any murder to happen. But until murder goes away, I'm going to join in and be a murderer. <laughs> it's, you know, it's like uh, completely delusional. Um, and, and, you know, as, as you were saying before, it, it's like um, uh, any step in the direction towards liberty is a win. Every person, one person you can turn from, you know, being some, you know, uh, uh, just a person who loves the state and loves cops is saying, oh, actually, no, this is a criminal institution. Uh, that's a win in my book. Like every, even one person changing their mind, that is a win. It's not, it might not be the win in the way a lot of people conceive of it, but it's certainly a win. Um, 100%. It, it's, and, and, you know, it, it's like, uh, certainly, you know, I think for a lot of anarchists, they forget the why you're an the the why of the anarchism, right? They think of like, well, okay, how are we going to get here? Um, you know, uh, this isn't working. You know, where best should we allocate our resources? All these other like technical questions, which aren't unimportant, but uh, there, it's almost like uh, they forget that. Oh yeah, we're against we're against the state because it commits aggression. And if we employ means that commit aggression, then we therefore undercut our argument against the state itself. So, uh, it, it, so many people, I think, just like like lost the ball 
uh, in a lot of ways. Well, um, yeah, especially these last two years. Like, I mean, you know, like you said, you, you have to start with why. And if you lose track of the why question, then you just get yeah. into the how and all of, all of that shit and you right. get bogged down. And before you know it, you're just a good little participant in the thing right. that you originally hated. And it's like, okay, well, you're not changing culture. You're, you might, right. maybe you'll win an election. And guess what? Yeah. You'll get trumped, and then eventually, yeah. eventually, you're going to lose that seat or whatever it is. And yeah. then, guess what? The the march towards bigger government, because government is a cancerous tumor that always grows mm-hmm. if left alone, if not yeah. operated on. And when you're out of that seat, it's just going to carry on. It's it's yeah. That that's what it does. And so a lot yeah. of these people who are they they think that you know a lot of these people talk about culture, but they but like the political side of it. And I don't, I don't fucking get that at all because if there's a bunch of people who are starting to build a parallel way of living and experimenting with all sorts of ways to not be this like blind consumer, who's, you know, good little tax cattle plugging in, you know, a a good portion of their, their earnings back into the state that's oppressing them and taking more shit away year by Mm -hmm. year. Like if you can downsize that and start to build a parallel culture, that's like, Actually, I'm going to minimize how much I contribute in every way as a right. lifestyle choice. If I yes. every, every day I do something to further the boot from my neck, like that that is a right. much healthier and more reasonable thing to do than to think that the only important battles are, you know, every 2 to 4 years or whatever Absolutely. it might be. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and also like I, I my I've said this before on the show, but my litmus test for most people uh, who claim to be anarchists is okay. If anarchism happened tomorrow, and, I, and by anarchism I mean almost their their definition, where the state is just gone completely, uh, and we have anarchism. Um, if the cult, if your desired culture did not manifest, and the culture you hated did manifest, would you still be an anarchist? And I think for a lot of people, unfortunately, that answer is probably no. Um, I, I think for some people, I don't know, I can't, I can't speak to numbers, but I think there's a not insignificant portion of the people who claim to be anarchists who only see anarchism as a means to try to implement their culture. Um, yeah, I, and I when think it doesn't work out, I think they abandon anarchism. A hundred percent. And there's a big problem, especially that I've dealt with in kind of the, the gun rights side of it. Cause a lot of these people went mm-hmm. from being, you know, Trump guys to all of a sudden like, oh shit, that didn't work out. Now I'm angry. Or like (laughs) the whole, you know, Boog kind of meme days where a lot of these people went from being Republicans, conservatives to being very, very angry and upset. And they, they didn't get past the anger and upset. And so they just carried it over once they didn't get the instant gratification. They were like, okay, well I need a new vehicle for this because this description doesn't work anymore. And it's like, if you guys just ran with consistency and, and you got past the anger you would see mm-hmm. the the genuine solution is to just live your life as you yeah. please on your own terms. Like no victim, yeah. no crime, you know, right. like be, be a fucking man, to be honest, you know, like, well, yeah. What is this whole thing about like, you know, oh, well, uh, you know, th- I don't want to be an anarchist because they don't get anything done. But here I'm going to go sit around and like get mad and complain because things aren't going my way. It's like, buddy, you're in the same situation. But most genuine anarchists I've met are happier people than you. Yeah, so- 100%. <laughs> like I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that is that's absolutely true. I think there's. That's one of the things that I've noticed as well is that people, um, the people who have kind of made that turn are so unhappy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can see it in everything they say. Like it's just fucking anger every day. Yeah. And like, and, and people allow themselves to 
be conquered really like you're right you're, you're sitting there fighting with your fellow peasants like guess what dude we're none of us are blue bloods like yeah, no we're we're right. <laughs> yeah. you, you think these guys are oppressing you and you're like the lizards are sitting there cheering you on man like they they, yeah. they fucking right. love this shit they're happy to see it it, it, it yeah I, I just can't i don't understand why and I know this is hard to do, like, internally and, and to sort of interrogate these kinds of things, but I, I can't understand volunteering to be that miserable all the time. <laughs> I, I, I can't. Because no. there's, no. there's there, I mean, it's, at a certain point, your happiness kind of becomes your responsibility. You got to build a life that's going to make you happy. And and satisfy you and in, in, uh, again this is this is all sort of part and parcel to this idea of parallel economics and all this other shit that is philosophically and and you know positionally anarchist and all this other stuff. But it's like at a certain point, the philosophy of personal responsibility is going to apply consistently, and that's part of it. Is this idea that your 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 misery is ultimately of your own making when it's of your own making. And I mean, when, when someone else hasn't done something to you and when you're actively living in misery by choice. Right. And ultimately it can be a thing where it's like, you know, it's the old adage of, you know, it might not be your fault, but it is your responsibility. 100%. That's exactly what I'm trying to get at. That is, that is absolutely it. The, the, even if it is circumstantial and it's not your fault, you not dealing with it is your fault. That's on you. And, and, and I find that a lot of these guys are just loving the misery of it. And it's I, recreational. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think that's it. I, I think you nailed it. it it's, well, it is recreational and it just, and it's just, and it justifies the um the philosophical ridiculousness because of the misery it's like so aren't you aren't you just as miserable don't you see how miserable all this is that's why we have to do this and this and this and it's like but hold on those those two things don't follow you can do something else to not be miserable you don't have to uh threaten people for processing deer (laughs) like you can choose to do something else (laughs) Well, I mean, my uh, my favorite uncle, Uncle Ted, he has a word for these uh, for these kind of people, and uh, the word is over socialized. <laughs> hey, that's not bad. You, you guys, all right. I, I got a little passage from uh, good old Kaczynski here. All right. Some some people are so highly socialized that the the attempt to think, feel, and act morally imposes a severe burden on them. In order to avoid <laughs> feelings of guilt. They continually have to deceive, deceive themselves about their own motives and find moral explanation for feelings and actions that in reality have a non-moral origin. We use the term over-socialized to describe such people. Over-socialization, and this isn't too long, can lead to low self-esteem, no, 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 go for it. a sense of powerlessness, defeatism, guilt, etc. <laughs> Does this sound familiar? Oh, One yeah. of the most important <laughs> means by which our society socializes children is by making them feel ashamed of behavior or speech that is contrary to society's expectations. And like so many people, they, they're over-socialized. They might think that like they, hmm. for, for years, since like 2016 and before the whole cultural war thing, we've had videos of like screeching, you know, libtards and all the rest of it. And it's like, 
and to counter it, the right has mirrored them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. And then and then claimed moral superiority by yeah. living living a life of being pissed off and always having some new headline to be angry about. It's like motherfucker, like live your life. Like yeah. if, if if you wanna if you wanna be it, left alone, go and go and do the thing. Be left alone. Go find a way to be left yeah. alone. Uh, th- th- it's th- like that whole thing. Ugh. You're absolutely right. It's it's entirely a mirror image. I'm sorry. Go for it, Ace. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I, I've talked about this in the show, and I know it gets like uh, repetitive, but I'm going to bring it up again because I think it's such a good example. It's like in 2016 when, you know, the whole SJW thing broke out, and then you had the people on the right and some people on the left, uh, you know, making videos about like anti-SJW content. But at the time, it was just like making fun of these people, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, but now it's turned into this is the SJW agenda and they're trying to ruin everything. And I'm just like, oh, my God, please log stop, off it. stop it. It was stop, funny. Please, it was funny. You. It was yeah. just yeah. funny yeah. before you started taking it so fucking seriously. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I think that's I think that's what happens, though, when you're defined by your enemies. I think I think yeah. when you when you let go of the of when you conceptually let go of principles and become defined by your opposition to your enemies, that's when you ultimately become just as cringe is the, the that, that, that sort of thing. Cause that's going to necessitate that you mirror them, but opposite like you, you, yeah. Yeah. Right wing um, SJWs basically. Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And, um, you know, um, Rothbard, Murray Rothbard, he had this piece when he was really critiquing uh, Friedman uh, when he wrote this, but um, it was a a piece called Do You Hate the State? And personally, I love this piece. I think it's really good. I think his heart is 100% in the right place here, and I think he's bringing up a very good point. But ultimately, I don't think that's actually the good standard you should hold. Um, It's Do You Love Liberty? Right? Mm. You can hate the state for a lot of reasons that might be incidental to liberty. Um, and I, I, I'm sure, and Rothbard, I'm sure would agree with that. I don't think he was, I don't think he was ignorant of that. The point I'm, I'm trying to say here, no, of course not. Yeah. But, uh, but, but I do think some people will identify themselves as I hate the state. And while, okay, good. Uh, you might hate <laughs> the state for reasons that are not conducive to liberty. Maybe. Yes. Uh, so you know what I mean? So some people, there are some people out there who do hate the state because they're not wearing the boot. Um, yeah. But that's yep. the difference between appealing to a principle such as liberty yes. uh, or, or the love of liberty or or, or, or being defined by your enemy <laughs> or be, and being defined by your enemies. Exactly. And and that's the that's where the danger lies. And I, I've I, I've absolutely been at, at times less. This has been a long this whole anarchist thing. I bumped my mic. Sorry. Has been a long. I guess to speak personally, this whole anarchist thing has been a long journey for me, and and I've I've gone through a lot of sort of positions and and philosophical changes as a result, and in doing so, I found that the only time that it made sense, the only time that it works, is when I am basing my reactions and my positions on something greater than person i hate says thus therefore i must say the opposite it's it's less it's that is the weakest position i find the the being able to appeal to some higher principle or some higher order of of good is superior and and always will be to simply uh setting yourself as opposed to a thing 
right? Are you willing to give the devil his due? Yeah, right. right. Uh, that's also something, you know what I mean? Where it's like, uh, uh, you know, if if you if you have an enemy and you can't, if your enemy says something good, you don't have to oppose that thing. Yeah, right. Just because they, just because they said it, right? <laughs> no, that that's something I've kind of encountered with my thoughts recently. Kind of getting into this weird Carl Hess space where I'm like, I don't really yeah. want to call myself like an anarcho whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. like. I kind of get I since the fucking pandemic and all of all the weird shit going on there, I I understand more the points of from the left of like eat the rich and class war stuff. I'm like, I kinda of fucking get it, dude. Well when <laughs> right? you have the when you have the kind of system that we have where I've been I've been on this shit for a, a little bit now, but uh, it, exactly to your you are you are you're saying exactly what I'm thinking. This this sort of thing where uh, for example, with like uh, a, a, an example that I think of is is student loans as an example of of what you're describing, where it's like, well, it, it may be, it may be some level of philosophical consistency to say like you have to pay your debts and stuff like that, and that's all fine and well and good, um, but you have a situation where mechanically, um, this is a predatory system, it's a fraudulent system. And it's designed explicitly in its in its uh, <laughs> in its various um, incentives as a transfer of wealth from the poor and middle class to the rich. Yep. And saying yep. that makes you sound like the leftiest lefty that was ever left. Right. <laughs> but and, you know, it's, it's funny, true. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, you know, it, that, that's my thing too. Also, uh, Dean, you brought up a really good point here is that sometimes when I'll say something, uh, it, it, I'll get accused of either being a leftist, uh, like a lefty or a righty or whatever. Yeah. But also at this point, it's like, okay, I, you can think whatever you want of me. I, that's not going to, is that supposed to change my position yeah. when you say that? Like, like if you call me a leftist, is that supposed to be like, oh, I guess I'm wrong. Well, <laughs> like, this yeah. was a, this was a moment that I had when I, when I stopped this describe myself as an anarcho-capitalist was when uh, I sort of was thinking about, well, I was reading some of the, some of the left anarchists, not NCOMs, but like mutualists and guys like that. Yeah. And um, I kind of came to this realization that when I was uh, actually for most of my life, my uh, electricity and telecommunications and all of the infrastructural stuff that I relied upon came from not not from quote unquote capitalist in a, in sort of the Marxian sense, um, structured corporations, but from cooperatives. When I, when I, when I lived as a kid in rural Oklahoma and when I lived in West Texas, my electricity came from a cooperative. That's a decidedly leftist institution. Mm -hmm. This, the, the idea of the cooperative, this is a mutualist thing. This is a, a, right. Even a syndicalist thing. Yeah. And and so that was a moment for me where I was like, first of all, that's the answer to the Rhodes question is co-ops. Secondly, yep. the the it's it's ridiculous to tie yourself when you are an anarchist to a political um compass that refers to government for its axes. It it, mm-hmm. it it refers to degrees of governance. It doesn't refer to anarchism. Anarchism doesn't exist on the political compass. I don't I don't believe it does. And while it might be a useful tool, I don't think it illustrates exactly what anarchism is. 
it, you know, it's, it's kind of like the old adage of like all models are all models are wrong, but some are useful. Yes, right? exactly. Political, like, like it can be useful, but it's not necessarily correct completely. I think yeah, that's and, what it is. Yeah. And we we get fucked in our messaging a lot of the time by people trying to be like, oh, these guys are like more supporting our argument, whether that leans left or right, and being lumped in as being a left or right anarchist. And it's like right. those definitions are so fucked. And you know, another another way to divide and conquer, really. It's and like, why would oh, I let an after the fact definition like determine my like change my beliefs? You know what I yeah, mean? Right. It's, it's such a weird argument. Like, no matter what you call me, that's not an argument against my position. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I'm I'm attempting to pursue cons- consistency, whether I'm correct yeah. or, or or not about various things. But like, I'm sure as fuck not going to try and appeal to people who believe in the boot. Like that's, right, that's like, yeah. Uh, what if we just like buddy, uh, buddy, go uh, become buddy, buddy with people who, if they had power, would stomp on our necks? Yeah, uh, yeah. that's largely the difference too. Is that, and I think, I think you hit on something there, Br. That that, that idea of, pers- of the pursuit of consistency. It's like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be right from first principles. You're trying to be right from your desired ends. And 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 that I think is a massive massive difference. Is that the the, the the I think that what we're describing is this desire to come to some sort of truth from first principles versus looking at your desired ends and then deciding what the truth is, working backward yeah. from that. That yeah, exactly. So that's such a good point. That's such a good point because oftentimes when you encounter people, and also it seems, and now this is just anecdotal, but there seems to be a very large correlation between the people who, like, let's say, used to be anarchists and are now not, who <laughs> use this type of argumentation where they're like, "Well, I just care about my desired end goal, and whatever I have to do to get to that end goal is perfectly justified." You know, it's it's the ends justify the means type mentality. Whereas for me. As an anarchist, I'm like, no, I believe in self-ownership, and I also believe in the – if I believe in self-ownership, I have to believe in the deductions of self-ownership. Wherever that takes me, that is where I will go. Right. Right, because that's the principle that the, these yes. and and honestly, it's just like the firearms thing we were talking earlier about. Felons should have their firearms rights restored, and that's absolutely yeah. the case. And it's not because uh, it's not because. Um, the it's not because the end is uh criminals or former criminals should all be armed that's not the point right the point right. is that any individual has the right to be armed every individual yes. has the right to be armed thus yep. felons do too like it's it's yes. it follows from the principle it's not based on right. the idea the 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 statement that felons should have their firearms rights restored isn't saying that that's the the uh it, 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 that isn't the end of it. That's not. Yeah. That's not the whole of the statement. The actual statement is: right. all human beings have the right to firearms ownership. Therefore, yeah, and human be and felons are human beings, and then it just follows from exactly. That. But it's coming from first principles like that. That that and and just like Br pointed out, the consistency of it is is going to be more likely to result in truth than working backward from. Uh, an end right. like well i don't want criminals to be armed therefore felons shouldn't have firearms uh even though all human beings have a right to firearms ownership that's not that doesn't make right. any fucking sense <laughs> the, the mental gymnastics that some people put themselves through that's why i've you know kind of come 
to where I am. Like, it was so exhausting to just be like, well, I believe yeah. in this and this and they don't match up. But I'm going to argue for both and then kind of justify it to myself on like mm-hmm. this really shaky ground. That's fucking exhausting. It's it makes really sense. exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't imagine. And that's I think that's why so many of these people are angry. They have like a, mm-hmm. a very mixed jumble bag of beliefs. It's, it's anxiety inducing. It. You're right. It is. And a lot of these guys, you know, they're kind of stepping out into this really uncertain world with a just a grab bag of ideals and they can't make sense of it. It doesn't all line up. And you end up with really fucking angry people as a result who preach insane things, have no kind of plan. And then at the end, they, they're like, OK, well, you know, I don't really know how we're going to get to my perceived ideal utopia, but I'm definitely going to outsource the responsibility to someone smarter than me because, you know, <laughs> fuck if I know. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm with you. And I think I think that's actually I think you you made a very salient point there. That could be why they're so mad all the time, is because they they live with this sort of um, mental. They they live with this. Um, oh, what's the term? I've lost it. Uh, cognitive dissonance. cognitive dissonance. Yes, and and attempting to collapse that while preserving your while preserving an ends based ethic is is uh is anxiety inducing yeah <laughs> it's horrifying it's it's really difficult to do and it puts you in a position where you're constantly overthinking every little thing yeah you can see it in ace's uh ace's replies every single day <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly exactly <laughs> seeing these guys just try and like kind of haphazardly grab all of their ideals together and throw it out there and then y- you point something out and they're like well uh no because <laughs> Because worst scenario, worst case scenario that I've dreamt up that's like, you know, bonkers. Yeah. No, nope. <laughs> dude. Okay, cool. We're, yeah. we're, we're living in Ankapistan, but then you're like, <laughs> you're yeah. perfecting these scenarios where consistency fails. Where is, <laughs> where is <laughs> your utopia then? Show it to right. me. Where is yeah. it? Where is your, where, where in your life do you live by these principles that you, that you say you espouse? My favorite it doesn't, part, it, like, it just doesn't track. My favorite part is when these people, uh, and, and a lot of these people, there, there seems to be a very like anti-rationalist tendency among these people as well. And I think it does come from that. Like, you know, they have a cognitive dissonance and they, instead of saying, Oh, maybe one of these things is wrong. They say rationality is fake or, or stupid. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Thinking is right. bad. Thinking is yes. bad because when I think too much, my head hurts because I think things that don't go together. And when I think about them, it gives me a headache. And so thinking is bad. Table flip. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. So, um, sometimes they'll argue that it's pointless to argue for change when things aren't like, they'll say things are the way they are and they're not how they're not. And they think they're saying something really profound here when they say this. <laughs> Uh, and when they, when they go on about this, I'm like, okay, so you're arguing that we should shut up. We are currently not shutting up and you're arguing that we should shut up. So you're arguing for a thing that currently is not happening to happen. Yeah. Is that correct? (laughs) (laughs) Well, ultimately that view, that view that you, that you cannot under any circumstances argue for what should be. Um, that, that position. When they make that argument, they're, that's what they're doing. 
Yes. You're just right. your own argument. But even greater than that, I think it's simply an expression of impotence. I think it's, I think it's uh-huh. an expression of, I have not the ability to affect the world around me in, in any uh, concrete way. I, I have not the ability to do anything of any import um, to the world uh-huh. around me, and therefore things that are simply always will be. And it's not because I'm weak. It's because that's what reality is. Yep. And I'm thinking, uh, no, no, it's because you're weak. It's because you cannot reach out and touch the world around you and cause a concrete effect. You, you can't fucking do that. And so you, um, you take this and you apply it to everybody else. And anybody who does do so, you think is a fool. But I'm sitting here thinking like, nah, because my heroes get people out of prison. My heroes... <laughs> actively affect the world my heroes change laws my heroes but that's free not enough people. That, that that rounds to zero in their eyes because yeah. it's not enough right yeah, yeah they, they, they would rather fight over you know what their kids are taught in public schools like what kind of indoctrination is going on that'll eventually be overridden anyway to whatever the state's preference is in the long game and that's the worthwhile fight like they, they, there's so much especially with this children thing they get a lot of they're also fa- not even willing to pull their children out of public school no exactly exactly all of these facts over feelings people or they don't like... even have them <laughs> yeah no that that too like so many <laughs> so, so many people they they've gone they've gone so invested this is like the hill to die on and i i understand why you know the whole argument over how your kids are indoctrinated yeah very fucking important yeah, yeah absolutely thing to, thing to be debating but you guys are like you're doing this one step kind of pushback where you're like okay well we're just going to take over the school board or the the education you know department of education and we'll have our correct indoctrination in place to right. fight off this nasty you know sjw left wing whatever indoctrination so okay well okay in in 10 20 years this inevitable push to make your kids soft targets is gonna return like what then okay cool you have affected culture zero yeah you've affected government one percent which got reduced back to zero and now you're back where you started and you know, your kids are going to think you are some backwards old racist and you know, in 20 years and then you're going to die and your kids are going to be the polar opposite of you. Like what, have, also, you, what have you done? they will be the same people who will say it's pointless to, it, things are how they are. It's pointless to argue <laughs> how they should be. Also, we're, let's try to take over the school board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let, let's try and stop this massive machine that yeah. is on its way to destroying society and values yeah. and all the rest of it. Yeah. Let's try and stand in front of it and, and yeah. throw a little hissy fit and that'll change how things are. All right, dude. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you say, man. And that's the thing is that, and it's always so aspirational that it's self-defeating because, and I've, and I made this argument and I've or not made this argument, but I, but I've, we, we talked about this when we had Patrick McFarlane on, when Patrick McFarlane chose instead of getting, getting pissy and talking about shit on a national level, when he chose instead to talk to his neighbors, um, that made more difference than anything that these other motherfuckers did. Um, yeah. That made more difference not only in his world but in the world, and and the idea that the idea that the position of the quote unquote realist is um, is to simply not make the argument at all for what should be um, ultimately defeats those things which are effective because if, 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 if things are as they are, and if the reality is what the reality is and you cannot argue with it, then why did Patrick McFarlane talk to his neighbors? Why didn't he just curl up and die? 
<laughs> right. If, yeah, like, when people shit. say, when people say, yeah, exactly. No, it really is. It's that's the funniest thing. These people claim to be like you know enlightened, but ultimately, I, I, and maybe I'm reading into this wrongly, but it does strike me as nihilism. Whenever these people talk, it's like it things are just how they are. They, and even I don't even think they believe it themselves, but their arguments would lend itself to nihilism at the very least. Um, uh, but but when yeah when they make these arguments it's like well things are how they are and it's pointless to try to argue about how they should be it's like okay that just assumes a static universe that assumes that no action could take place uh, yeah, like, it assumes that you know well slavery exists so it's pointless to try to change it it's like well no how did slavery come about in the first place someone changed something from a prior state that's what happened. Uh, so this idea that well things are just unchangeable there's no hope for anything it is just Pure defeatism. Dudes will literally advocate for taking over the government and changing everything instead of just writing a fucking lesson plan for their kids. <laughs> <laughs> Please, guys, just just teach your own fucking Ron, children. Ron Paul's homeschool curriculum. Go buy it. Go. It Please, exists. it's right there. He made it for you. <laughs> oh my god, that, that's that is that is an excellent point. That. that I think I really do think it's it's impotence. I think it's like uh, taking on some impossible goal, not because you you want it to be fulfilled, but because you know it's a losing battle. It's it's a it's a hunger for martyrdom. It's it's about I I want to be the right. I mean I mean look, uh, I've heard this, I've seen this phrase a million times. You'll be the most principled libertarian on the boxcar, but your desire is to be the most principled conservative on the cross. That's your desire. Yeah. So, so I don't understand. I, I do not get the idea that what 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 you're doing is any more valuable than what we're doing. I, I don't see it. I just don't. I also don't take the boxcar criticism seriously from people who pal around with people who would gladly put <laughs> yeah, libertarians yeah. in boxcar. Exactly. Uh- Fuck yeah, me. yeah. It's not a yeah. that's not a particularly forceful criticism when uh yeah. in all likelihood you're the guy putting me there. Yeah, it's more of a threat <laughs> than a criticism, really. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think and this is the thing too, this is the thing that uh, and I've I've said this before too, but the correct response to that is um if you try it, I'll kill you. <laughs> like yeah. that, that's the, the libertarian the the idea of the most principled libertarian on the boxcar if he ends up on the boxcar it's because there's a so, fucking shitload of bodies yeah. outside of it and he got outnumbered like that's right, that's yeah. why the most principled libertarian is on the boxcar in the first place is because he just killed all your friends right <laughs> well, he and that, his that's... friends just killed your friends dude that's that's why i talk about the shit i do because you know all of uh, all of the living in Ancapistan and all of that, it, it's great. It's great stuff. And all of the theory is important. Consistency is key. But, like, ultimately, if you're a soft target, whatever yeah. you believe in, you're going to end up on a boxcar if, yep. if push comes to shove. And so, yeah. you know, I, I, I would rather bleed out in the woods. Thank yeah, you very right. much. You know, it, I, I, I would rather have that looming, that looming um, concern that if the boot comes down too hard, it's going to get really fucking messy. You're absolutely correct, and it doesn't matter. If you're gonna go out, you might as well take some state thugs with you. You know what exactly. I mean? It, and it doesn't matter what side it comes from. Ultimately, I don't care if if the well, it's the it's the bumper sticker. Who cares if the boots on the left foot or right foot thing? It's it's I'm the. To to your point, Br the 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 way that you keep out of the boxcar is by making it impossible to put you there. 
And yeah, the way that you do that is to be willing and able to stack bodies when it comes down to it. That's the like, people who say, people who call others lolberts, like, I will agree with the definition of a lolber if they are someone who uses props. If they're just like a, like a, right. some Republican who, who ha- or, or even a, a liberal who's like, oh yeah, I've got, I've got an AR and it's some poverty pony with like, an Amazon red dot on it, and it's just a prop that they take pictures of, yep. you know, with a little with a little hammer and sickle patch on their plate carrier. Like, no, 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 fuck that. And, and same thing with a, with a libertarian, if you have a plate carrier of a, a Gadsden flag on it, and some, you know, $400 Cabela's AR with, a, with an Amazon scope. Like, no, 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 fuck that. Be yeah. a capable individual, build community, be combat effective if push comes to shove, and promote that kind of lifestyle in addition to living... As an anarchist, as a libertarian, yeah. live, live in consistency and living your ideals day to day instead of waiting for the next election. You, to, you know to what fill is them. so funny? Uh, you brought up Carl Hess earlier, who I'm a big fan of. Um, and a lot of these people uh, in like the libertarian community today always talk about, well, you know, you want to build community. You want to build this like strong culture. Carl Hess espoused that. Uh, like years, decades and decades yep. ago. But these pe- these people who tend to be fairly right wing would hate his guts. Oh yeah, <laughs> like they would hate Carl Hess's guts, uh, which is really funny to me. Uh, more people should get get some Carl Hess in your on your shelf. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, but no, it's like the whole anarchism without objectives thing. Like it's. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's getting over that divide and conquer thing. Like I would yep, much yeah. rather do some mutual aid, some mutual aid with some straight up ANCOMs than yeah. sit here and circle jerk about, you know, someday when the government falls, we're going to live out that. No, 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 fuck that. I, I want to get out there and actually do something to, to solve society's issues on, on some level to be mm-hmm. more consistent in, in what I'm espousing and stuff. So if I can go, go out and do that today, guess what? makes me fucking happy it well, means i'm not sitting here rambling on the internet to my audience of 90 people you know you're exactly right and that's how you deals. do that though that's how you beat that that is ultimately how you beat that frankly that critique where it's like uh well well you don't live in reality everything you're doing is unreal and it's like no no no. you don't understand i'm i i i reach out and touch the world around me all the time i oh, fuck yeah i talk to it, people i i and and even outside of that just like just like this, I saw actually Bennett posted a thing on Twitter the other day, and it made me laugh. There was a guy who was talking about how work is inherently unfulfilling, how how uh, having having to work is inherently an unfulfilling thing. And I think it can be. I think it absolutely can be. Mark Bennett's response to that was, I got 60 people's felonies taken off their record less, over the last uh, 10 years, but I'm sure your job sucks. <laughs> And it's like, that's, but that to me is like, that's, that's it. That's it right there. And it doesn't necessarily have to be through your work, but reach out and touch the world around you. Change somebody's life. That's, that's how you do it. That's how you change the quote unquote reality. Yeah. Like we, and even like on my little, my tiny little sliver of the world is being like this oddball armed Brit in the States. And I've taken out. We, we, you know, me and me and my little group of guys that we go out and do bushcraft and stuff and and rocking and all that. We take out people who wear you know fucking blue jeans and a camo top and have red anodized parts on their AR, and we take them out <laughs> in, in, into the woods and we're like, all right, we're gonna you know we're we're gonna last a night in in the woods in the cold and and uh, you know do fucking stuff as simple as layering and and mm-hmm. 
you know, formations and stuff like, and, uh, you know, all, all sorts of just little things that the average gun guy would never touch for whatever reason. They think, you know, they're, they're stressing about the newest optic and the newest nylon and Cordura. It's like, no, 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 we need to get guys to a point where they're thinking for themselves and think about more practical stuff and just dragging people out and doing something real instead of just talking online about, you know, all these people who lived, they're, they're waiting for the day that it all kicks off. It's like, no, 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 fuck that. I want people to be capable defenders of their community if if anything ever happens and the the way we get there is by doing real world shit not just sitting here bitching online and taking right taking photos of our our props but actually going out and learning something and you know dragging people who have never touched this stuff out and doing something real that's how you that's how you change that's how you change uh at least your world and I think this yeah. is one of the problems too. Is every, the, there's this very aspirational idea that we have to change the whole world, or or we're right. not doing anything. And it's like, uh, but no, yeah. no, you can change. You can you can change your world. You you can affect the individuals in your general vicinity. You can absolutely affect their lives, and you can change the way that the way that that little little piece that you just said, the, your little sliver of the world. You can change the way that part of the of the of the world operates, yeah. and and, it, also, and it makes a huge difference. I mean, the world when we all say changing the world, the world is just an aggregate of individuals, right? I mean, in a social sense, not a yeah. like a physical sense. Sure. Uh, no, no, so, no. The world, the, the globe, is absolutely made up uh, made up of all the corpses yeah, of previous human you know, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like it's all uh, to your point. It would be like saying, "I want to lift fifty pounds when I can't lift, even though I can uh, without lifting twenty five pounds. I want to lift fifty exactly. pounds without lifting twenty five pounds." It's like, well. You have to be able to lift 25 before you can lift 50, definitionally. Uh, God, God help you if you can't move 50 pounds. Yeah, get right. Yeah, well, exactly. And, exactly. In those terms that Mark Bennett used, it's like, I want to get rid of all the felonies. Okay, well, you got to be able to get rid of 60 first. Yeah. And right. then you can, you can work toward that. But you gotta, you got to be able to get 60 of them done right. yeah. before yeah, you can that, do all of them. When people talk right. about local activism, that's my idea of it. Like, ha- right. get together with with your people and do something. You know, change yourself in a positive way that takes some power away from the yeah. state. So do no wrong, but do whatever little good you can do in your own space. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, uh, for for living exactly that sort of way, I would jerk off Patrick McFarlane all day long. Because <laughs> honestly, I was I, I'm not lying when I say he was the most impressive guy throughout all of COVID. Uh, he was he was the most in this corner of the internet he was the most impressive dude i saw doing anything because he actually talked to his neighbors <laughs> and it's like no one else thought to do that <laughs> yeah jesus it's like wow what, what a what a crazy concept to be in touch with the people that live around you yeah yeah if only humans had ever done that before <laughs> <laughs> no that's exactly right um yeah that well i'm i'm i I'm really, really happy that uh, you are talking about not just these principles that we were just talking about, but but very specifically gun ownership as a concept. I'm, I'm, you're a great voice for it, and you you come with a and speaking, you know, a little Machia, a little bit in a, in a Machiavellian sense. You you come with an extra set with extra credibility on this because you you do come from a place where that's gone. And, yep. and 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 no so, gun culture there. <laughs> yeah, and so to have you talking about this and and 
trying to fix the mess on this side of the Atlantic. <laughs> it's I'm very thankful that you're out there doing that. It's very, very good work. Appreciate it, man. Try and yeah, try no, and do what I can. <laughs> plenty of good advocates out there, but you know, just uh, another voice in the in the maelstrom. Well, uh, we need we need all we need all of them we can get. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And you're you're especially good at it. You're especially good at it. I'm very very yeah. happy that you do that. Well, thank you, man. You know, you're one of my like favorite people I follow on Twitter for sure. Uh, VR because like you're you're always just nailing it 100 percent of the time, like <laughs> completely laser focused on the real enemy. <laughs> I'm I think I'm just a little bit a uh, little bit of a zealot at this point, to be honest. It's good. I can't I can't turn it off. It's kind of just I'm <laughs> I'm permanently broken like this, and it is right. what it is. But when you, when <laughs> you find something that matters like that, that's that 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 happens. And that's just what it is, man. Like, like when you when you find something that matters and sort of lights your fire like that, you should be zealous. You absolutely should be yeah. zealous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't see it. I I'm I think I'm going to be old and gray and still sitting in my rocking chair on my on my front porch with an AR in my lap, you know, <laughs> spousing some kind of nonsense. About fucking this, uh, Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino. <laughs> fucking, I, I mean that I, I want to be I want to be Lysander Spooner with with a, a rifle and a pack at the ready, you know, like yep. that. That's kind of my my dream look. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, absolutely with you on it. Um. We've been going for two and a half hours, you guys. I know. I, I've, I've dragged you guys out. Is, no, is, no, no, no. It's wonderful. This, we've gone, we've this, gone longer this before. Okay, good. I, I was like, don't don't make me be your longest show. Everyone's going to no, be like, no, oh, no, my no, fucking no. Christ, Bia. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, not at all. And 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 every every minute uh, is a pleasure talking to you. So it's yeah, absolutely, absolutely absolutely nothing wrong with it. Um all right, you you want to get to plugs, BR? What what are your what what are you doing currently? You mentioned a couple of shows that you do and stuff like that. Why don't you talk about them? For sure. All right, so th- I'm going to drown people in plugs here, but uh, do it, do it. <laughs> principally at the minute, uh, my main focus has been the Art and War podcast. So uh, used to be it's used to be run by uh, Mitch and Nathan uh, of Seaburn Art fame. For those who are familiar, uh, Mitch has stepped away to be a soccer coach full-time so now i've stepped in with nathan and we talk primarily gun culture with some spicy bits here and there kind of pushing the message uh in that direction because it's got a, an audience wider than just the the black flag lot so uh talk to all sorts of cool people from grand thumb lucas botkin brandon herrera print shoot repeat had lots of great advocates on there and we just dragged them a little bit more into our territory poking the bear Go. about, uh, government and and you know radical thoughts our, our uncle ted all that all that fun stuff <laughs> but, um <laughs> and uh, non-compliance culture so it's been really good to kind of be a presence in that area um aside from that i get a little bit more spicy on my solo show the br hates fed show um that i'm going to be downgrading to once a month to do the on war thing but i i talk a bit more black flag stuff on there um and aside from that got a great backlog on the e-militia podcast uh for those familiar including ace way back when doing some yeah. lysander spooner with us yeah um, that, was a, that, that was a great time a fucking awesome episode. I still recommend it constantly for uh, for new people who are like, "Hey, the Constitution's just a piece of paper, right?" I'm like, "Yes, sir." Listen to this one. Um, and then aside from that, you can find me on Instagram currently until I get banned again at br.the.anarch, so anarchist without the ist, and then a Substack 
for when all of this gets fucking wiped from the internet inevitably. <laughs> and hopefully Substack will still be standing. So that's uh, the right. last one standing. Yeah. 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 Maybe. We'll see. Substack will get bought out by the fucking CIA if it's not already. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> they'll be like, enough of this shit. Um, but that is, uh, again, theanarch.substack.com. And uh, been a little bit light on articles, but I'm looking at getting a bit better at that in the meantime. But that's myself and a few contributors writing less about politics and more about black flag kind of culture so all right oh awesome. and then twitter <laughs> yeah, 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 twitter. twitter burying people in plugs but um and then on twitter i think i'm at br hates feds yes you are cool cool all right that's my love <laughs> no that's every single that's link every single link you just mentioned will be in the description of the show um so. and in the show notes so uh if if any of that speaks to you, uh, go check it out. Absolutely worthwhile. Um, that's Art and War podcast, uh, the BR Hates Fed show, the E Militia archive. Um, is that is that show archived now, or, or does it still make no, new no, episodes without uh, you? We we occasionally it's gonna be like pff, every six months there's a new episode. Everyone's so busy. With life, you just pop in randomly with surprise. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. We're still alive. Yeah. Uh, so it, last on last week's episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like it's like last year's episode. We were talking yeah. about this. <laughs> there you go. All right. So so all that stuff is there. Uh, Br the Anarch on uh, Instagram. Uh, theanarch.substack.com and BR Hates Feds on Twitter. All of that is going to be in the show notes uh, if you can't remember it, which I don't blame you. But that'll yeah. all be clickable links. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, been, been doing this a little too long, so there is a lot of stuff stacked up at this point. <laughs> nah, Most people, no, it's good. It's good. It's odd. Most people in this space, they either stick with it, like uh, any state and all that, they've been doing this for like probably 10 plus years now, or they're like, fuck this, dude. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, uh, Ace. Uh, AceArcus.subject.com and Ace underscore Arcus on Twitter. All right, and uh, Pacing Joska on Twitter, J-O-U-S-K-A. And um, and that's uh, that's it. I'm doing bar prep, so I'm not going to be particularly productive in any other venue uh, for, <laughs> <laughs> for a, a while. <laughs> But uh, pacing Joe on Twitter J O U S K A, um, and that's that's all of that. Again, will will be in the uh, in the show notes. Um, Thanks so much for coming on BR. This was a blast. Yes, no, absolutely, you, a total pleasure. Likewise, always always happy to come and, and ramble with the best. No, absolutely. no, no. It's, it is it is so much fun. Um, and you have you have a lot of good good shit to say, and and hundred uh, percent. We're happy to play host to it. All right. Thank you all all so much for listening. Later, guys. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show.